0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN.
1: Emerald City Video, this is Russ.
0: have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year?
1: <sighs> Hello, and welcome to the Emerald City Video podcast. Uh, this is Russ and Zach hello hello
2: as my voice goes out the moment i say hello <laughs>
0: exactly
1: uh, and we're gonna be uh we're gonna be doing our uh, our second annual now uh yellow brick awards we're gonna be doing it a little bit differently than we did last year uh for a bunch of reasons and we'll talk about that a little bit up top yeah. but uh anybody who remembers this is basically our year's best awards Although uh, we live in Syracuse, where most of the award contenders have not yet been screened, or yep. at least they screened so briefly, we were unable to catch yeah, them because we were busy. Hence, like
2: Parasite was out in theaters for
1: two weeks, and of yeah. course, yeah.
2: Uh, and it was only occasionally. In, in, yeah, it was. Yeah, so anyway, weird. it was, it was uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the but, basically my most in- anticipated film of the year, uh, I never got to see because uh, I was away one weekend out of the two weekends that it was actually around, and then they did like. It was, like, anyway. Yeah, I, it was, like, I, random, I, was and like... such a garbage it, town.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, there's that. There's the fact that, like, just in, in general, I feel like I haven't seen a lot that wasn't either for this show or for my day job this year. Yeah, yeah. And so, there's, there's like, I made up a list of everything that I've seen, and it was, like, there's, like, 36 things or something, or 36, like, new movies. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, this is not, by any uh, stretch, a, like, encyclopedic... <laughs> best of uh yeah this podcast. is very much our
2: best of personally. yeah exactly like not <laughs> and, right and even like you know you you sent me your list first and then i kind of went through and was just like uh you know changed it a little bit because i i've seen a lot more uh i think i've seen a lot more netflix um and amazon yeah. films uh than you have
1: yeah oh yeah i haven't watched any of the amazon movies this year i know that the adam driver thing is supposed to be great and it's, um, it's- I'm... And but so i will say uh what one of the things i wanted to do already and uh and definitely we're doing tonight is uh we're essentially going to go with the video store theme and rather than saying like this is the best picture of the year we're going to be doing essentially our favorite picture of the year and each of us will have you know an employee favorite for each of these categories yes. uh, sometimes they may sync up because we do have similar tastes but i know that this year uh, we diverged on a handful of things throughout the course yeah. of the year. And I do think that like a lot of the things that are on my best of list are things <laughs> that you liked and then forgot about. Yeah.
2: Uh, also, also like my my like number one, my, my probably my most favorite film of the year. Um. Well, no, my. I'll say my favorite like Oscar contender sort of film yeah. of the year Um, was Hustlers and you didn't see it. Um no, so that buy, influences I,
1: what, what,
2: what's that? I said I did
1: buy it, but I just haven't had a, a minute to look it at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I it. know.
2: Yeah, it's not really so it's I mean I guess you could watch it with your kids, you know, it's fine. But um <laughs> I'm sure they've seen worse.
1: <laughs> I mean they have YouTube, so.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's true. They've probably seen the trailer anyway, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, so we in last year the other thing we did Last year, that I think we're going to do away with this year, unless you have a lot of these things to talk about, is last year, like we got together and we came up with nominees and then we kind of voted and then we tried to like reconcile in the places where we disagreed. Yeah. Uh, and instead, since we're going to be doing favorites uh, and since there's going to be potentially two winners in any given category, uh, rather than having nominees, uh, we were just going to name our winners, and then in the course of the conversation about why they're the winner and what makes them special, we'll, we'll mention any yeah. kind of runners-up that otherwise might have made the list if it wasn't this thing that we landed on. Yeah. I agree. True. And uh, <clears throat> really, it's, it's, most, it's mostly just a matter of uh, – Pretend like last year we'd seen enough of the awards contenders and we were we felt pretty good about the year as a whole. There was a lot of great stuff last year. And so it was easier to be like, oh, no, we can do basically our Oscar show in January. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And then try to like kind of like push in some of the in a lot more of the indie. I think we also saw a lot more a lot more indies. Last year, yeah. um, like the direct-to-video sort of stuff, yeah, and lovely. so we were able to kind of like joke around a little bit more with those, um, and kind of have their own categories and stuff. Um, but uh, we've only saw like a handful. At least I only saw a handful. I think. Yeah, I saw a handful more anymore. than
1: you. And actually, there's one or yeah. two of them in here that that, yeah, like made my my either my award or my runners up uh, that I don't think you saw because we didn't watch it for the podcast. It was like an interview I had to do, and they sent yeah. me the screener four hours ahead of time
2: yeah true
1: story but uh yeah with that said uh we we shouldn't start with best picture yeah i know i was about to
2: say we probably should start what we want to start just at the bottom or I yeah don't know yeah i'll start at the bottom stuff, but, yeah. uh
1: and and uh i think you you may have some categories i don't and i may have some categories you don't just because we were adding as we went mm-hmm. uh but uh the, my bottom is best stunt casting yeah uh, which uh, I did not name because <laughs> I accidentally sent the email before I was completed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, uh, I, I feel like my, my best stunt casting was Jane Alibaba reboot, just because <laughs> the whole movie was just stunt casting uh, yeah. to the point where they sure. lampshaded it and made the joke about how these are people who only did the movie because he had his heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and And there were a couple of other kind of big movies this year that had enough like stunt casting that i felt like oh that was a I, it yeah. actually was funny i did not originally uh my my original answer was not uh j and sound bob reboot when i thought like oh that's a fun category to add in because it's kind of like yeah. we, we have an ensemble cast thing that we mentioned later and, and that kind of uh you know it it it's kind of the the egalitarian i guess version of that yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But and I, I, of course, now that I'm saying it, I can't remember what the the other movies with kind of big stunt casting were yeah. that that I would have. Yeah, really I mean, it's, it's it's
2: always Um, I guess it's always depends on what your definition. I mean, uh, I think that Jane Silent Bob uh, um, is the pinnacle of stunt casting yeah. in that in that way, just especially considering like the budget level of the film versus how long you can expect to get anyone and things like that. Yeah. Um, I I had uh I have like a. It's not it's not stunt casting in, in so much as that way, but just in the like kind of like look alike and jo- Zombieland 2 yeah. had some of that again. Oh, uh, yeah. Where they did the they actually did. Now they think about it, it's actually they did kind of like a nod. I, I assume it's a nod. I don't know if it's just a, you know, unoriginal idea or a nod uh, to uh, Shaun of the Dead, where the original group meets up with um, they, they they go to Rosario I forget yeah. Rosario Dawson's name Nevada, uh, Nevada Nevada I think, I think so. um, as she they go to her her place and then meet up with a basically duplicate crew nice. uh, where you have uh, Thomas uh, middle uh, Middleditch middleditch Is that really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, From uh, from uh, Silicon Valley, um, basically, uh, you know, parody not parodying, but being like the equal to him. Yeah, it it, it, it was like kind of the polar opposite in in a lot of ways, but equal. I don't know. Anyway, but um, so like that's
1: like that 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 brief moment you had in in Shaun of the Dead where they like walk past each other's groups and they all like smile and nod, and you realize exactly the same same.
2: characters. Yeah, you just have like the same British actors.
1: Like, oh, I couldn't get this person, so I got this person right exactly uh yeah that's a that's actually a solid i didn't get a chance to see zombie land two yet so that's one that okay i thought i
2: i was actually trying to remember whether we had actually seen that one together or not but no, i don't we hadn't. talking about it before
1: we hadn't done an episode because i haven't seen it uh there's a few of these that that like i hadn't seen or that i saw way later than you so you know uh yeah. all right uh and i i created the the category of breakout performances uh because i specifically wanted to acknowledge a couple of people and then i ended up mentioning those movies throughout the thing later on anyway so it was kind of a useless gesture yeah. but uh, uh my favorite breakout performance for a supporting character was a parna brielle who played uh jihad in yeah. jay and saddle reboot she had a tiny role but like every single time she talked she like owned the screen and everything was funny yeah
2: um, god and, damn it and i sorry i, I I must have deleted my my answer for that, uh, but anyway, continue. You were saying. <laughs> oh,
1: just uh, it was one of those. She's one of those characters again who like you could remove her from the movie and it wouldn't actually matter to the plot very much, other than the fact that you needed one more person to round out the like the group. Yeah, but uh, but and that I can thought- be said. That can be said for almost everyone except for
2: uh, Jane and Silent Bob and. Um, kind of his, do- you know, his daughter, like his daughter, uh, or the uh, or Jay's daughter in the film, like kind of is. I guess it's the, the plot point; it's the whole point yeah, of the plot. Yeah, Billy um, is
1: the thing that point, pushes but... the story along, and she's the thing that yeah. ultimately differentiates it from Strike Back. Uh, but yeah, I, I certainly I, I almost wanted to go with uh, uh like. You could, you could pretty much say this about anybody in that little group, except for the fact that Aparna Brielle is the one that I still, like, I can still, you know, months removed from seeing the movie, remember, like, specific line reads and specific things that she did and choices she made. Uh, and, and that's not true of any of the other kind of supporting players in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so I wanted to at least kind of mention her and, uh, do you have a a, a choice uh, for that? Yeah, I, I I
2: mean I I originally uh, the the for supporting it was um it was uh, actually Archie Yates from uh, A.K.A. Yorkie uh, from uh, JoJo Rabbit, uh, nice. the little you know the, the yeah. uh, JoJo's best friend who he looks like the kid from up. Yeah, and, and and literally was just like every goddamn time he appeared on screen. He like he had the best lines of almost anybody and his delivery was just so goddamn perfect. But honestly, like I've been I've been looking through like the, the cast on that and basically outside of uh, Tahiti and um, the well. um, uh, uh, Jojo's. Uh, oh, my God. Um, Scarlet. Yeah. And then, uh, the um, god, I have her actually as one yeah, of the...
1: The, the Nazi high command. You had Rebel Wilson and Sam Rockwell. yeah, I,
2: but basically, all of the kids, um, yeah, anyone yeah. under the age of like 18 in the film, it looks like it's their first film. Um, yeah. and like they have like a short, it's not even like, oh, they did TV first or something. Like, yeah. literally, Yorkie has like he was in a short film before this, which I was like, god damn, it. I actually thought he, I recognized him from something, yeah. and uh, but no, um, but yeah, that. Uh, I, I, I'm still stuck on, like, honestly, like, if, uh, Jojo, and if, um, uh, let's see, uh, if Roman and Tahiti weren't so goddamn good in that film, I'd been like, no, actually he was the, like, the star of that film. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh,
1: and for, for me, for breakout performance in a lead, I, I, I was Haley Griffith from Satanic Panic, yeah. uh, which I've been, like, I, I keep... I've been like re-watching in the background a handful of our favorite movies from this year so that I can like remember why I like them and compare them <laughs> yeah. and whatever else. And and I just keep getting struck by like how good Haley Griffith's performance is in a movie that's like – I mean I loved the movie, but it's 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 mm-hmm. a dumb horror comedy. It, yeah. Like it did not need a performance that good. Like yeah. she could have been a third as good as she was, and it still would have been a, an incredibly fun like a yeah. romp
2: yeah the the only other and obviously this is a uh like the the one i think it obviously i think the direct comparison is is the uh, our kind of our favorite i think together our favorite film yeah. which is ready or not um like obviously there's many parallels between the two characters there but the other one that i, I was actually just thinking of uh was from um happy uh was it happy death day um the yeah, uh the blue happy house
1: FHU, the the sequel
2: yeah, but the but the first one, I I I think she's in the second. I think she plays the same character. Oh in- yeah, that's right. She's yeah. but but in the first but in the first one, like she's like that. It's it's such it's it's a great premise in the like in like kind of like how do we make uh, Groundhog's Day into a horror film? Yeah. Which I think Groundhog's Day actually kind of is a horror film, but that's that's a kind of a diet heart as a Christmas movie sort of argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like it was just like oh god, there's dude, this movie does not deserve her performance in that film yeah. like. She's just too good in that. And like, but otherwise it would be, but that, you know, that's like kind yeah. of standard fare at this point for Bloomhouse films where you're like, oh, yeah. oh, here's a film with a kind of a sketchy premise, you know, like, um, um, upgrade. Re, uh, upgrade. Yeah. Like upgrade was just like, Oh, I, this has been done in different yeah. ways, but then you have that. And basically the entire cast was absolutely fantastic yeah. and played their roles perfectly. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, but my, well, but
1: that I just that movie so benefited from the like the choreography and, oh. the, and the, like cinemat like all the little things that made those fight sequences so memorable yeah yeah
2: but uh my uh, my also uh, my breakout uh performance I agree with Haley but like I would have to go for a tie with uh Roman Griffin Davis uh, from Jojo rabbit uh, the uh, yeah. jo- the titular character um he is he is just goddamn incredible in it um and if he doesn't get, i i i have a feeling that this film is going to be completely ignored at the oscars this year um i just other than weirdly i guess there's buzz about the score um Hmm. which i had to like re-listen to and be like oh okay i remember it but like yeah and it's good it's it's but it's just not like you know it's not like it's not like it's not like a um uh, a williams score or something like that that's like memorable in that way or it's um uh, Trent Reznor scores and things like that, like where you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, I, you know, I always remember those. Uh, when right, he was, exactly. um, but uh, but yeah, but like it's it's gonna be criminal that he doesn't, he's probably not gonna get a nomination. Um, especially in this year where I just feel like what I else is going on? I feel yeah. like it's been, it's basically like the big fight is gonna be, okay, so who is who's gonna be the one that like ends up, you know, winning uh, the best actress or best supporting actress, right. because like, I, like mm-hmm. I was going through film and like, I had no problem like filling, filling out just with the few films that we've seen, yeah. uh, filling out best actress um, and best supporting actress. But it was like, okay. I mean, I know that, you know, I know what other people are going to pick, you know, yeah. It's going to be probably ugh, God something. Um, but you know, you know you go through a lot of them like who the hell is a guy I mean, brad pitt's gonna get a nomination
1: for ad astra yeah uh, ad astra ad astra ad astra
2: um but which was
1: he he might i mean he might also get a nod for once upon a time in hollywood oh but yeah true, true, true. that yeah, yeah. that that's also one of those like yankees his, mvp yeah. kind of situations where mm. he might lose that nomination because he's sharing it with with leo since neither of them is really a lead in that movie yeah like I mean, there's I no in that movie. everybody gets 40 minutes of screen time
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i, I it always for oscars in particular it just ends up being who does the um who does the studio or the director i guess uh, probably with the film like this would be like who does tarantino decide yeah. is going to be the is technically the lead um i'm betting leo is going to be the yeah. lead oh. just because of the always there's always you know the the campaign the like internet campaign for him to win an oscar because like yeah. reddit thinks he's the best o- actor since orson welles you know but yeah which yeah. i don't necessarily anyway but <laughs> yeah we, we, we've definitely <laughs> i feel like yeah i feel like we've touched upon this <laughs> hi
1: michelle uh, hello <laughs> it's been like 25 episodes since we did a hi michelle so that's that's okay uh <laughs> so yeah. uh for for my favorite villain of the year uh and i didn't see this until very late in the game uh but i i went with the evil uses from us yeah uh which mostly i'm calling them that because of the bill and ted's bogus journey reference yeah. but <laughs> but it works
0: yeah
1: uh, and and I, I think that this whole like first of all that that movie the casting was great in that movie uh i mean it was easy casting because it's like yeah. oh i'm gonna take some of the most notable black actors in america right now and just shove them into this movie with a very small cast uh but i do think that especially the kids did a really oh, good yeah. job of playing both the the standard and the creepy kind of looks Vers- and that yeah if, if, yeah, if the, the evil losses hadn't the
2: worked, little, the 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 youngest girl was yeah she incredible. was incredible like she yeah. was genuinely like jesus christ i hope she doesn't actually watch this film ever because yeah. if i was that age and watched like me like a version yeah. of me on the screen I'd be like i'd be god I just wouldn't sleep <laughs> like and actually like look in the mirrors and you'd be
1: like yeah anyway especially that's considering a, this, yeah. that's a performance i probably should have thought about with the the breakout performance but yeah she's every and and the whole movie rests on the villain part like the heroes are the heroes, but they're almost not important because yeah. like what you're really getting and the thing that really drives that movie is the villains. Yeah. And so I felt like that that was a thing that definitely needed to be mentioned. Uh my I had runners up in this category, uh, yeah. which are, are I'll mention kind of briefly. Uh, the Joker in Joker, which I, I basically put in here just to stress that he's a fucking villain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then Danica Ross from Satanic Panic because I thought that uh, uh, Rebecca Romaine's performance was just it was just so delicious. It wasn't like best actress kind of oh, performance, yeah, yeah. but it was just so much fun yeah uh, And so I, I both of those I wanted to at least mention in passing but uh, the the reflection uh, in us was really the the height of like this was a year where, where again you have a lot of these big tent pole movies. And yeah. the villains are kind of so so like I liked uh Savannah well enough in Shazam, yeah. but he did he, like he doesn't rise to the level of yeah. like you could take him and his performance out of that film and replace him with anything comparable and it would still work yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt like us everything rested on on that side of the coin i i um
2: outside of um outside of uh, Taiti in uh playing Hitler who. He's yeah. a villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he wasn't a villain in the way, you know, so like that's a little bit a thing. But um I um I'm ninety nine percent yeah, it is her. Okay. Uh Nikki uh Guadagin uh Guadini um uh-huh. from Ready or Not yes. who plays Aunt Um Aunt Helene, who is Yeah. Actually she
1: was another <laughs> one who I thought of it's just right goddamn yeah.
2: Her character is so creepy, just, if nothing else, that one shot, like, that yeah. one shot where, like, you're like, oh, she really doesn't like me, and they just cut to her, like, just yeah. writhing in hatred, yeah. and, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she was, that was, and again, that was one of those that was a movie that almost didn't have a main villain because she was like the ringleader, but really like it wouldn't, it didn't like the story didn't revolve around her, but she just had so much presence that it became like, no, she's the one that you're scared of. Even if (laughs) like, there's no real reason outside of like, she's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Which kind of leads nicely into my uh, favorite hero Mm -hmm. of the year, which uh, in this case was grace from ready or not. Yeah. Uh, We we've talked a lot about, like Ready or Not is is one of the the great movies of this year, which of course will get zero awards consideration because it's a horror movie and it's you know uh, it's not else like I don't know I like I don't feel i mean going that's not I don't if I made that
2: film no, I'd be no, like exactly. it sucks that there's not like rec- there's not like a like, obviously, it might win the yeah. MTV award. The what, you know, there's a bunch of different, yeah, like, Hugo's you know, and, Nebulas and, shit and, and stuff like that. But, like, it sucks that there's not, like, an Oscar or Golden Globe level award uh, for films like that. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's actually, just like, kind God of what damn
1: Oscar Awards used to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, goddamn entertaining. Like, yeah. just... <laughs> Which is most of what's on our list because, yeah. like the nature of this podcast is that we watch <laughs> well, mostly this year.
2: I, I will say that I think this year we, we almost always made the conscious decision, which is like, should we see the art house thing or should we see the thing that we're going to enjoy and want to see? Yes, and yeah. we're like, we made that, we made that art house. We made the like decision to be like, we're going to just see the goddamn thing. We enjoyed like, honestly, like the Joker, we went in hate, like hating yeah. ourselves. We're like, you have to see this. Um, yeah. And then even, even um, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, I was like, yeah, we have to see this, of course. Like, yeah, I have to see it. It's a Tarantino film. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like Scorsese, like, you know, the Irishman. I have to see this because it's a Scorsese film. Yeah. Um, and like, ugh, but <laughs> for both of those films, but yeah, yeah. Uh, less, less so for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, other than be having a kind of atrocious premise uh, for a lot yeah. of it. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of those movies that has actually, it's funny because like with Joker, I dislike it more. As it goes. Yeah. Uh, at, like, the, the further I get distanced from it, the more I only think about the things that I really didn't like. Uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we weren't crazy about it. And, you know, fast forward however many months now, and I'm just still not crazy about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I don't actively dislike it. I don't get frustrated with the amount of, like, uh, love that it gets. It's just kind of like, yeah, that was that movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I my, my biggest thing, like, the film itself is is well made, it's well written, it's well acted. I don't like the I just don't like the some of the decisions. And I I actually thoroughly enjoy the like killing the um the Manson kids, you know sort yeah, of thing yeah. like I I that's that's right on, but there's just some other decisions within the film that I just I was just like, ugh. like it's Tarantino, yeah. I get it. But like it didn't have the like kind of pure satisfaction that Inglorious Bastards had. But yeah. it, because of course well, you know nothing can have like no one almost well I, I wish i could say no one um but 90 95 of people in, in in this nation would be like i have no problem with them literally ma- making um hitler's skull into pulp Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't really have a problem i have problems with the violence showed on screen but mm-hmm. but if someone actually did that it'd be like cool cool yeah yeah <laughs> no no bad things here but anyway but my um my hero um, is, uh, which is why I was wondering where where that went. It is Archie Yates uh, uh, oh, okay. from JoJo Rabbit because he yeah, has a yeah. handful of moments that he kind of saves the day, is there at the right moment, and like accidentally like accidentally blows up a, <laughs> um, <laughs> blows up a. Uh, um, a ss like station or something like that I forget whatever yeah. there's just a troop it was just like hang i, I think that like sam rockwell uh, in that film though probably now that i'm thinking about it more it's probably which it's spoilers shit yeah, um uh, yeah. but um I, I it's spoilers but i also think that if you're watching the film you'd be like yeah. something's gonna happen um he can't be like a, a, just a he, that's basically his kind of role in almost every film. It's like, I'm an asshole all the way up until the end. Yeah. And then pretty I'm, okay. Much.
1: Guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say too, that I, I like he was, he would, he would have been my runner up for hero just because like that last scene that he's in was powerful as shit. And it felt incredibly earned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Like it, it was one of the most kind of earned, like moments like that of this year yeah. uh but the, it's i have too much of a hard time with the fact that like he wasn't objectively heroic for most yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. he was just not I mean, as shitty as other nazis now now <laughs> is she is she is um
2: um uh in ready or not is she a hero because she's just saving herself i mean is like, to me though is the which is the only reason i came up with a different one because i'm like She's just say I mean just quote unquote just saving right, herself, yeah. which you know, I don't consider you a hero because you survived. Yeah. Um and in in, in that context, obviously. Um, but but in the in the way that she ended up kind of sort of killing the villains. Yeah. Um yeah. kinda, not really, but uh yeah. <laughs> I forget, did she start the fire?
1: Uh I think Just so. I, I think I she incidentally her, starts the
2: fight. Yeah, 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 okay.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a solid that's a solid <laughs> point. I for for me, I felt like hero. It, it, like she was, she's an action hero. She's the title lead in yeah. a big. No, like, I get it. <laughs> and so it worked. Uh, and and but yeah, that's a that's a fair question in terms of like if we want to get into the weeds of what a hero is. Uh, like on, on that level, I guess I would have said Shazam just cause I love the hell out of that movie. And he's the most objectively like Christopher Reeves Superman superhero we've had yeah, in the decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to stand by, uh, <laughs> uh
2: I am, I'm fine with that
1: conversation. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, my favorite, and this is, this is a category we had last year. So, so we're finally getting into the part of, actually we had hero last year too. So this yeah. But we're finally getting into the, the stuff that actually we had last year. Uh, my favorite guilty pleasure film of the year, uh, without a doubt, Velocipaster. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: that that movie was just like it was so much fun, and on no level was it like objectively, cinematically, yeah. like capital G good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was it was genius in the way that it was like again I, I compare it to. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, which is a movie that I've watched like 30 times in my life. It's an incredibly watchable thing. And Velocipastor is, I think, one of those movies that in 10, 15 years when most of the things list aren't on my radar anymore, I'll still pop in Velocipastor every so often because like it's just so fucking off the wall that like when I look past it on my DVD shelf, I'm going to stop and be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's
2: because it's interesting because you know obviously if we were a different um film podcast um yeah. ready or not would be the guilty pleasure film yeah. um and for us like that's the one of the best films of the year uh yeah. um, like that's you know anyway but but like so it, it's it's interesting because i mean like i i might put satanic panic in there too like um un, you know but i do get i do understand our kind of within our context guilty pleasure means it's not an amazing film in the like technical a lot of the technical aspects uh so you know that (laughs) so i agree as well yes i feel i feel like there must have been something else like i am looking at i'm looking at my list of films that i did and i'm like i can't find a um i even went through wikipedia and everything like that and trying to find like an ultimate list of what films came out this year yeah Yeah. it's like i saw so many films on on uh on netflix and on amazon prime and you know and, like, rented on Redbox and things like that that I can't remember what, A, what came out this year versus, like, yeah. I just happened to s- never see, see before and like that. Yeah. Um, so, and there isn't a, like, most, like, almost every list that I've looked at that says, oh, here's the films that came out in 2019 doesn't list any netflix films you're like no they have theatrical
1: releases or, now or they they list netflix films yeah. but only like the three or four that are like oscar contenders right, like exactly. i was looking at a list of of the movies for this year and they didn't mention most of the netflix like they I, one that i saw and liked a lot that shows up i, I don't think in any awards here but on my list as runners up is the uh, i think it was called the amazing jessica james yeah or incredible jessica james yeah and like That movie doesn't show up on the list of like things that came out this year. But, you know, Marriage Story does because it's going to get an awards push. And so they want to make sure it's listed on fucking Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, I I had a similar experience and I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that we've seen that didn't stick with me or that I didn't think about when I was putting together this list but I did do a pretty good job of like I went back through our episodes I went back through the like wikipedia listing of everything that came out this year that's an american movie because I didn't see hardly anything foreign this year yeah um mm-hmm. and and kind of made this list and this is like if I missed anything at this point it probably wouldn't have topped my list anyway because at a certain point when you're thinking and thinking and looking through three different lists and just not up with something, then probably it wasn't gonna be my favorite of the year.
2: Yeah.
1: True story. Uh <clears throat> uh now moving uh moving from guilty pleasure to the thing that other people would call a guilty pleasure, but uh <laughs> we but we don't because that's not us uh <laughs> yes. franchise film of the we, year we
2: we we don't have uh guilt anyway but <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, I really don't. E- even Velocipaster, it's, it's only a guilty pleasure in the sense that, like, if you say guilty pleasure movie, that's the kind yeah. of thing I think about. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. there's no guilt at all in, in my delight at watching that film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, my favorite franchise film of the year, which again, is, this is intensely personally for me, is is Jane and Bob reboot. Yeah. Uh, and and. I, I would say shazam is like a close second to that and and with john wick chapter three creeping up uh yeah i'm i'm one of those rare geeks where uh neither endgame nor rise of skywalker kind of re- rises to that level for me personally yeah uh, but but for me i mean we talked for two hours or whatever it was about jane sandbob reboot so we don't need to belabor too much of it but yeah. you know it's it's I think it's going to be intensely rewatchable, at least for me, like I'm the target audience. uh, (laughs) uh, And again, like I know you weren't as bullish on it as I was, uh, but uh, for me, like when I think about what franchise movies did I did I watch this year that really left an impression uh, reboot is the one that I like walked out of the theater and wanted to turn back around and walk back in. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
2: I kind of had a because I mean, like I kind of have the same like I I enjoyed Uh, Avengers Endgame Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, Rise of uh, Skywalker Um, and I guess that Rise of Skywalker would be like it's kind of like there's like this middle area with everything I mean like if it was if we were talking about John Wick 2 I might say that more than John Wick 3 which I I enjoyed like I enjoyed all these films I, I enjoyed Shazam quite a bit but it's it's just not you know it's not i've never been really into shazam like yeah. you know obviously like you are <laughs> so and 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 uh reboot i i also enjoyed it just you know I, I, we don't need to get into you know just like yeah, you know, yeah. it was like ah it was it was more of the like expectations um yeah. met at 75 percent, and like the fact that like kevin has had a like run of films where i'm like i love everything i still haven't seen yeah. tusk but i don't think i ever will because i it's i i, I don't want to think about that
1: um, <laughs> like the entire premise of the film sounds goddamn horrifying which zach it's is, to. zach is very much well no <laughs> yeah no 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 no
2: no no <laughs> um I, I i am happy to see <laughs> um not anyway and yeah, <laughs> i was trying to figure out the right the right joke but um you know get cut up by uh johnny depp and kevin smith's daughters but um i uh, i yes. did grab that on vhs fantastic and we will have to watch that on vhs oh moment. absolutely uh, but uh so i mean like for me on this one it's it's kind of any of them um i guess for me it would probably be rise of skywalker um mainly I think just mainly because it's the last one and it, you know, we literally just talk about this like 40 well, hours I, ago. But, um, and that maybe, maybe that may have like a very slight bit of power behind it. Like if I had just seen Shazam or just seen John Wick, I might I, I be mean, a little more pushed into it, but
1: I don't think so. Cause I do feel like that was of, of all the, the, like the big franchises that I can think of. I think that was the one that you were the most bullish on coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Wick might be, a little bit more, but. It, my, I, my, my only problem with Wick is that this
2: one seemed to have the least amount of depth into it. I mean, not, none of them are like really like. This is one. one is, this this is one that <laughs> very
1: much felt like we are no longer in danger of not having a next movie, so yeah. we're gonna do, you know. Yeah. It was Infinity War in some ways. It was like setting up for the second, and like there was a lot of really cool shit in it, but that doesn't, it wasn't the best of the franchise by a long yeah. stretch.
2: Yeah, it was just like the most gratuitous amount of shooting up, which is the whole point of the series. So, yeah. It, the, nothing that's not an insult or anything like that that's just you know they know they have they have done the test audiences at this point with two two previous films that did really really well and then like what does everybody like the most about these things well um the dog has to make appearances and not be at risk of being killed and uh and then lots and lots of shooting and that's it okay yeah Yeah. cool that sounds good let's do more of those and i'm fine with that (laughs) oh yeah absolutely let's keep doing them um i'm a little less so on you know a uh matrix uh reboot but oh, uh or God. the third fourth or whatever the hell i don't know what it's supposed to be um but yeah the but that may that has less to do with not wanting to see another matrix and more to do with well we had two after the first one and neither of those were anything i want to think about that exists neither of them landed yeah yeah and one of them was just horrible um but yeah, anyway, so I, I guess that's my answer.
1: <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> Skywalker. Um, uh, okay, so the next uh, next thing I have is is screenplay. Yep. And uh, for me, and this is one of those categories where it's like a toss-up for me. Uh, I, I have Booksmart down, partly because Booksmart was a great movie that everybody was talking about getting, like, award consideration early in the year but it came out early in the year and people have forgotten about it now yeah. um and and it, like the performances were great in it but they were powered by a really solid script and some really strong direction uh but if, if i had to like pick one thing out of it that really stood out it was probably the the characterization and probably the screenplay more than the direction or the acting yeah uh and, and so it – I kind of – that's my that's my answer in part because it's the one of the two that I'm really torn on that doesn't show up anywhere else on my list. And so yeah. Smart's the thing that it's like I want to recognize that this was a really great movie that just it doesn't – it didn't leave enough of an impression on me to show up all over the list like the other two or three of these that do. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 runners-up i had were the incredible jessica james which again was like it was a character piece it was like a romantic comedy but it was very cynical and 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 kind of modern-ish uh my sister-in-law was watching it actually last night i think and i just remember i like i was getting actively annoyed by it because the character it's one of those movies where the characters are not especially likable in a lot of the scenes and you're just like uh stop talking about this um but uh, it like to me that that it, f- it felt like a very real romantic comedy and the characters were like they were fun and they were ultimately likable in a global sense. It's just from scene to scene. You would get things where they were really not. Yeah. Uh, and then the the other one that really would have been my kind of top choice, if not for Smart was Jojo Rabbit, because uh, that, that was just an incredibly well like the screenplay was incredibly important to that film because you can't do that movie if it's not well (laughs) like again like like, making your hero a nazi (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i think i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of variables to it that mitigate that a little bit because he's a kid and he's like You know, you get the thing where like he's this 10 year old boy who's getting beat up by the 13 year old girl in his closet. Um, and, And so like the audience laughs at him or with him and then feels, you know, but like all of those were conscious choices. It's not like that happened in a vacuum. Yeah. And so to me, like Jojo Rabbit was a good example of one that like of the three that I just named, that's the one with the worst premise. And the screenplay is the thing that makes it a movie you can make.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was uh, Jojo Rabbit was uh, my uh, top one kind of specifically for that. And then, yeah, runner up was um, (laughs) again, ready or not, um, just because um, it (sighs) it's a. It's 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 one of those films that you feel like you know it's kind of in the wor- in the within the world of like Clue and yeah. and Murder by Death and you know and things like that um um but it's complete it's different it's dramatically different enough um and there's no there's there's enough dialogue that you could you could fuck this up really easily. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like any stupid, any like kind of action film or whatever, like or slash or whatever you want to kind of consider this film, yeah. um, you could fuck it up. And everything was really good. Everything. All the lines were realistic. You know, like they, they didn't try it. You know, there's no speechifying it or anything like that. There's no yeah. Academy Award, you know, like there's no like award winning, you know, screenwriting here, but it's such yeah. a solid screenplay that made it work. And you know and having like basically just being like being able to get to a certain point in the script and then just being like fuck it here's the time for the ridiculousness when all, yeah. everyone just blows up <laughs> and like and 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 the fact because that's a really really big risk i think mm-hmm. in in a film that is of relatively serious like of th- walks the line between the thriller and horror uh, yeah i mean genres. there's a lot of
1: comic elements to it but it really does like it it feels like a really grounded very yeah. plausible world yeah. right up until that moment
2: yeah i guess i mean like she you know i mean she she's uh samara we uh we is, is like genuinely terrified throughout most of the film and her like her hus- her husband is literally, you know, basically part of the like murder squad that is <laughs> planning to kill her. So it's like, and then you have the ridiculous moment. And then the fact that they were able to pull that off and in such a like, and the build to that, I think um, it at least deserves some, some recognition, but um, in general though, obviously it's, uh, yeah, I think it's Jojo rabbit. I mean, the, everything that you said about the, Walking that line of, you know, anytime anyone has to write new dialogue for Hitler, yeah. it's it could be a problem. And not just like, okay, so like downfall, like it's based on, I know that yeah. Hitler was in a room with these people due to documents and they were discussing this thing. Right. You can write, you can write dialogue from there. You can, um,
1: yeah, especially because so much of that was just like politics for the yeah, first two yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was just like, this is shit that he probably has said six other times in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have um,
2: journals to go by, you have things like that. But exactly. Like, the fact that 99.9% of your cast are Nazis. Yeah. And and most of them aren't necessarily bad. Like in the like, well, they're obviously bad because they're fucking Nazis. But yeah. but like Jojo is a you know, a you know a Hitler youth kid yeah. desperately trying to be one at least. Yeah. And you know and, and Sam Rockwell is you know a fantastic uh fantastically <laughs> flamboyant um <laughs> yeah. local common commandant or something. <laughs> I, I will say
1: if we if we had enough uh, if we had enough kind of knowledge to talk with or any costume. authority about wardrobe that <laughs> that's... that that costume alone would have won the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's my answer. Uh moving up to director was the next thing. And I actually I've struggled I've struggled a little bit with the director and I think that I like it's a toss up for me in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I think actually I'm going to say Taika YTT for, for Jojo rabbit. Cause the more I think about Jojo rabbit, the more I love it. Um, and again, like we, we've just talked a lot about what makes it work. So I won't get too deep into the weeds on that. Yeah. Um, the, the runners up I would have are ready or not. Uh, because again, like they had to really walk a line with that world. And like tone was important. Visual effects were important. There was a lot of things, you know, yeah. uh, uh, David F. Sandberg for Shazam, partly because like he delivered. We talked about this at the time. Everybody talks about chasing like the Amblin feel, yeah. like the. Oh, yeah. yep. Shazam delivered the Amblin feel, like yep. actually delivered it in a real way, not in the way that we remember it. Because like when you look back at things like Goonies, like there was horrifying shit in there, yeah. But like it was <laughs> it was presented in a way that it wouldn't completely traumatize the kids, just yeah, scare yeah, them yeah. Jesus out of for ten minutes, and and like Shazam did that really well. And, Mm -hmm. and I thought that it was uh, your, this guy's comes in, he's a low budget horror director. He's taking on a hundred million dollar superhero movie that has got to be not just the lightest superhero movie they've ever done, but the lightest in a way that for a lot of people and a lot of critics was being viewed as a total course correction from, you know, the justice league (laughs) fiasco. And so like, sandberg to me gets a ton of credit for a lot of things that some of which are out of his control some of which are very much in his control yeah um and then also i have to mention the man who killed don quixote because uh, killiam i mean obviously there's the the whole soap opera of taking 25 years to make this film and it wasn't the best movie uh you know we came out of it thinking it was like a three and a half star movie it was enjoyable but not Mm -hmm. amazing but i will say like the, like the casting was great, the performances he got out of a lot of the, the like non actors were great. The like every like little technical thing was good in terms of shot selection and and uh, uh, set design and things like that. And yeah. so a lot of the under noticed things uh, that that like directors don't always get credit for were really really good in that movie. Yeah, and uh, I thought Adam Driver is one of the like. I don't have him for anything on my list, but I will say mm-hmm. he did so many good things like throughout the course of this year. Yeah. Uh, like give him like a, a special achievement Oscar for just being like, no, yeah, he Jesus. was in like, this is his fucking yeah. year. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and like some of that I haven't even seen yet. Like I haven't seen marriage, uh, story, which is apparently his best performance of the year. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I loved him in Don Quixote. I loved him in The Dead Don't Die. Uh, you know, so, so the man who killed Don Quixote kind of sneaks in in a couple places for me just by virtue of the fact that, like, it wasn't a great movie, but there was a lot of great stuff in it. Yeah. And and it made me think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, I had... Um... Director.
2: Yeah, no, no, I was just trying to... I Because I, I realized I forgot one and and i change yeah. changed it out because i um i i yeah it's uh taika um and uh because yeah because everything i've said before about yeah. you know the screenwriting i'm in mean, the same deal um but um i would also uh, uh for my runners up it would be uh uh Lorene, um Lore, or Lorene, oh my god lauren <laughs> i assume uh lauren um scafar S- sca, yeah uh scafarium uh for hustlers uh, oh, okay. and just because again it just ends up being one of those you think about the premise of the film um and you can cut of cut together a fantastic like i was super excited because the trailer because uh like j-lo doing a like an actual role acting role yeah. um and <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered the the tweet controversy I had, which uh, I'll have to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, but I but uh, the fact that like the fact that they were able to pull something off like this, and and you know, with the last kind of real film that you're going to comp- ever, the inevitable comparison being um, that, oh my god, what is the Gilly. name? No, not Geely. Um, the other stripper film that had like
1: oh oh Showgirls.
2: Showgirls, yeah, yeah. and kind of the like weird remembrance of what that film and what people think about it um but taking it in such a like weird like empowerment way (laughs) that's like in an actual way because it's not it's not about stripping it's not about any of that it's 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 about like it's about the scam that these women run and and also really about like kind of the emotional connection that uh, Constance, uh, you and and Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, um, uh, their characters end the building. And uh, I, I think it really pulls it off. Like if, if Jojo Rabbit wasn't such a goddamn terrifying premise and idea that was pulled off just perfectly yeah i would say i would switch those two um and, and the say other thing this too is taika
1: Te- 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 had to direct himself yeah in an incredibly difficult like <laughs> i i wouldn't i i would not want to direct myself in that situation like i wouldn't even want to direct a person in that situation but at least like you can look at them more objectively uh I'd be mean, like uh it's like guys is this
2: going coming off right when i make a joke as hitler <laughs> like yeah. is this is this right when i'm laying in this boy, little boy's bed and uh everything's <laughs> fine this is funny right right yeah <laughs> That's that's one one person one time you definitely do not want to have like guys who just go yes yes sir that that is totally correct yeah, yeah exactly because <laughs> that's how you stop working at Marvel <laughs> like <laughs> that <laughs> um or and then eventually you come back because as we see that Marvel doesn't really have the uh, or Disney doesn't
1: have the uh you know uh, yeah like, I mean but
2: to be fair for us. you can kind of do whatever
1: you want which is good. But to be fair, James Gunn was really only attacked by fucking Cernovich. So. No, I, I know,
2: but it was just like one of those, like, he came back quietly. He came back, yeah. like, and, back, and it was just like, yes, I totally get, you know, even just yeah. the jokes and level everything. Like, it was one of that, like, that instance where are like, oh, my God. Like, if it was anyone else. I it was just, we used to have, like, the, uh, what, Faith and Family Action and, like, the yeah. family groups would would have done this, you know, if Twitter, if Twitter existed 30 years ago. Like, the guys that went after... Uh, went after uh, dogma yeah the cat. Uh, and and like they can you know had the powerful. now it's a handful of like guys with a couple hundred thousand Twitter followers yeah, and, yeah. and you know who hang out with Nazis a lot yeah, and who have,
1: who have nothing better to do than to like create a bot that constantly peppers Disney with the same tweet over and over again mm-hmm. until they have to notice exactly yeah yeah
2: but yeah but and and uh and because because again ready or not um yeah runner-up obviously um yeah. as well but <laughs> uh,
1: they they lose points because they're they're they go by radio silence <laughs> 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 that's not actually true i i did like they're they're like a directing or like a filmmaking collective and so uh matt bettinelli olpin and Tyler gillett are the ones who directed the film yeah uh but it's like i believe the credit on the movie poster is that it's directed by radio silence and radio silence also includes uh at least one of the guys, I think Guy music who wrote the screenplay.
0: Oh, uh, so he, I,
1: did I didn't even, I didn't even look. I was just like, I don't know who it is, but yeah. Yeah, they're the guys who did V slash uh, H slash S. Oh, okay, yeah. And there was one other one that uh, I know that we have talked about, or, or at least we're aware of. Um, oh, Devils Do uh was was theirs too but again like that's not a thing we've talked about it's just one that i was aware of uh, you know that's but, something
2: that I, I feel like obviously this is not the moment to talk about it but it's it's shocking that you know so much of what um whether it be the the big name directors that are that are making some of the kind of like the bigger films of the year at least i mean especially when we talk about the ones that we like but like looking in the back and going half of these people, half of these actors, half of everyone mm-hmm. that we talk to. And and we're not talking about like, I mean obviously, you know, Haley with uh Satanic Panic and things like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Um but but like the leads in some of these movies, the directors like he you know, a lot of these guys don't have things other than like I'm like, you know, I'm looking from uh at uh Matt uh Bettinelli-Olpin's yeah. director thing and you're like uh, short, short TV movie, short, 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 yeah. short, 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 uh, short, short. You know, yeah. You go they did a bunch of, these, of like you know,
1: alkaline like, trio music videos and shit.
2: Yeah. yeah, and and obviously, you know, I mean, that's some of the great, some of the greatest directors we've had in the last like twenty years. Have been, you know, I mean, fucking hell, being John Malkovich came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I mean, not nowhere. You could look at his music yeah, videos yeah. and like, they were he, incredible. He, but still, that, there's a big yeah. difference between doing setting a a real cool looking video to me, good music and then making a fucking sh- fuck, I'm a being john, yeah. making being john malkovich like yeah. how that film works to this
1: day is still like how like how does it work <laughs> i feel like my in-laws have probably not seen that movie that's one of the ones i have to like bring in to some movie night <laughs> one of these days and just be like watch whatever how everybody reacts to it 20 years down <laughs> that fine. line <laughs>
2: yeah i'd have to watch that because i i don't know if i've seen that in in like 18 years
1: i watched a chunk of it the other day because i like i was looking for uh i I, like went to pull the clip of the malkovich diner so that i could use it for a joke yeah and then like after i got done pulling the clip i just like left it on (laughs) Uh, Uh, anyway so uh let's see moving up from from director uh stunt work uh for me, uh, I, I gave this one to uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker uh, mostly on the strength of they had to do everything that all the other stunt actors were doing, but they had to do it in, like, incredibly strange – like, you had the all that fight scene that had to be done with the water. And granted, they obviously were not in an actual, like, roaring sea, yeah, but clearly yeah. they were doing that work with water being thrown at them from all sides, you yeah. know? Yeah, uh, and also like honestly, it just had some of the best stunts of the franchise. Like yeah. the the shot you see in the trailer of her doing the backflip backflip over the tie fighter. Yeah. Um, like obviously that's a hundred percent wire work, but like it's yeah. it, it's Green's really green, badass. Yeah. It, it looks good. Um, yeah. It's really hard to look good, as we saw with Carrie Fisher. I mean, there were there were that that the infamous Mary Poppins shot in the last movie. Uh, there are moments in this movie where people do very similar things, and it works better. Yeah, and so to me, like that was, and my runner-up for that would have been John Wick Chapter Three because John Wick is is a franchise that just built on the backs of stuntmen. Yeah,
2: uh, well, I mean, literally directed by the yeah by exactly stuntmen. yeah uh, stunt exactly. directors, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just uh, I would just switch the two of those around. Um, I just think that the um, the fight like the. Um, god i'm trying to think of what that christian bale film was um that i know that they've talked about um it's not good um but it's it's uh, always mentioned in the same like moment as uh in the same moment as um as wick uh, as the matrix um as the matrix and, and john wick um but um equilibrium thank you yeah but the fact that like they've taken a lot of that um whether consciously or not or whatever but it like reminds me of that the fact of like using the guns as part of the punching and part of the battle yes. so that there's it's it's the choreography and everything like that is it's so much more difficult to do which is one of the reasons that no one fucking does that yes. outside of like hong kong action films and things like that yeah. um and, because and also the weirdo
1: the, who does all the stunts on arrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um but um but the fact is that you have to do you know you actually have to have actors who know how to do these things to do this because yeah. you can't cheat the way that you can with you know like a bigger franchise with i mean i I yeah. know that they all did that and and like the scale of Star wars is yeah is kind of the reason i i agree I agree second place on that um I would also do a runner up um shockingly um. Ready or not again? <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually <laughs> there. Just, just if nothing else, the goddamn fucking brutality that she yeah. goes through, so <laughs> in the film. Like yeah. most of it's like, like kind of implied. Like she just does so much falling and so much. Yeah, like,
1: and, and like it's really clearly like practical falling. There's really yeah. there's there's got to be limited use of digital anything there.
2: Yeah, I mean, not only budget wise, I can't imagine that they're doing much yeah. there. But um, but just things like, and she like. You you watch that film and you fucking like you feel beat up by the end, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's not rare. Like John Wick does that really well. Like because you hear the punches, you feel everything like yeah. in a in such
1: a visceral way. Um, but the way those movies are shot, very much like Ready or Not, yeah. like you have that thing of like constantly wanting to move from yeah. the and and so you end up like actually tired by the end of it because like your body has been responding to stimulus yeah. the whole time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah and it's you know I mean it's and it's it's something that I think that is missing from um because I know like our next our next uh, thing we have avenger we both have avengers end game I think um as the top but is that something that I kind of feel like it's missing from uh the last two avengers is kind of like one of the great things about the first captain america and even you know, even a uh, civil or especially well, civil war too, especially like that, the scene with captain America in the elevator, mm-hmm. you know, probably one of the best fight sequences. Yeah. In, 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 in film, <clears throat> like you just watch that and you're like, it. you know, and the fact that he is using like his knowledge, it's less of his group for uh, his, like I'm more, I'm stronger than everyone in that right. sequence. And it's just him knowing how to do fight well versus every single person in that elevator is a person who is at least not his equal, obviously, because right in America, but, but like is at the top uh, human beings, not a superhero, like, yeah. you know, one of their best people and he takes them all on and they do it in kind of a realistic way. And the fact, especially like he gets his ass handed to him quite a bit yeah. and, and it's not like, obviously I guess there's not like really that maybe you don't have as many opportunities for that in in, a, in something on the scale of end game um but i feel like when it's captain america i don't know i feel like you have to have that if he's one of your main yeah. characters that's one of the reasons like i i i, I i've never really grabbed outside of the first iron man which is just so yeah. much fun and there was nothing else to compare it to it's one of the reasons i never really got into iron man i think as much as anything else because it's like mm-hmm. oh he's got
1: technology like i don't really i don't care about it as much you know and and the the action choreography in those movies is pretty boring because it's like oh look he's going to be flying around it's going to be he's going to be a digital spec flying around during all the fight scenes yeah uh which is i mean maybe not entirely fair but that's certainly how i like read it and and i agree with you i think that endgame could have done more with stunts because because it was the end of the road for iron man and cap i would have liked to have seen them getting their hands dirty a little bit more in a way that yeah. they didn't and i think that yes there's a million well, characters i mean, that you have to service i mean russ uh
2: he did uh, uh, iron man really did get his hand dirty i mean
1: that's true, like, that's <laughs> true. <Melted it laughs> so off, did yeah. hulk too but <laughs> yeah but um but i mean you, you do have like a million characters that you have to service but the movie was clearly about those two guys anyway, yeah. so you could have done a little bit more with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on from that, like we said, visual effects is my next is the next category, and yeah, my my thing was was definitely Endgame. Uh, very much like what we said last year about Infinity War, uh, they do a really terrific job of blending the various different kind of looks of the visual yeah. effects because like obviously doctor strange has a completely different look to his visual effects than the guardians and the guardians have a totally different look than iron man. And these movies have done a spectacular job of blending them all together and making them feel like part of the same continuum without like softening the edges and making them feel like they're just being like that. That's one of the things that you see in the characterization. In fact, in in the Avengers movies is like people's individualization or individual traits start to be sanded down so they can fit into the, the like mold of the Avengers better. Uh, they don't do that visually, and I think visually they do they've done a spectacular job of just keeping these characters looking and and kind of moving the way that they're supposed to.
2: Yeah, I mean it took them four films to get uh, uh, Thanos right, but they finally yeah. did it. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too, Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually I, I'm actually kind of shocked that they haven't um, gone back and done like a a re-rendering. Star Wars thing.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: no, but just like making him look the same throughout all the same films. Well, that's um, what I did with
1: Star Wars thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that uh, could
2: just mean a lot of things. That's well. That's true. That's like, true. Like, uh-huh. you could know, also, I mean, like, thank God they won't ever go through and like, you know, remove all the guns from ET and yeah. do walkie talkies. But, uh, but anyway, but yeah, um, I had Avengers the same one. I mean, it's hard. It's a three hundred million dollar fucking film. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to argue that anything and it's done well um after that um it's star wars just like you and then um i agree with shazam um but i added uh alita uh battle angel
1: yeah which i didn't see
2: yeah which uh the effects in that were i mean it is a considerably more cg'd world um like you know, most of these other films are 80% human and, or, right. and feel, and then the rest of it is, or green screen added, obviously, but, but like Alita is a lot more CG and it like, yeah. she was the um, Alita uh, was like an incredible creation because it, it was not, um, or she, I guess she was, yeah. um, she was not, you know, she, it was one of those characters that uh, had, had a really problem where you walk that, walk that fine line of not of it being too CG cartoon yes. so that you don't get the human connection as much. Um, and because like it had, she had like kind of anime eyes and, you know, she was half robot or she was, I guess all robot really. And yeah. a heart or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to remember, but, um, it is one of those though that the, you know, talk about the, it's sad that that film wasn't better yeah. in, in some ways. Um, and, it was it was good in a lot of ways that doesn't get you a sequel yeah. <laughs> like and so because it was it was really like you really care about that character and yeah. you get really emotionally attached to her and in a kind of in a way that you know like fifth element and you yeah. know things like that uh but it yeah i don't it didn't do well so i'm, I'm guessing even though they they were clearly kind of setting up a yeah he's for a franchise kind of world but i'm guessing not based on everything yeah. <laughs> so, based on the fact that there has not been any buzz about that happening yeah. since the film came out basically no so.
1: and then the the people who hate captain marvel have been really trying to make it a thing um but uh have not succeeded in it um and yeah i i Like you said, I had Star Wars and and Shazam as runners up on here. Uh, Both of them did exactly what they needed to do, did it really well. Um, And again, in the case of Shazam, I give a lot of points to Sandberg for coming in from like a low budget background and for doing what he needs to do. Uh, Captive State was one that I also mentioned on here, which was uh, that was a, a nice runner up. And it's one of those movies that might have been a legitimate contender for me if I was like going for an artier slate instead of like speaking to the audience that we have because it was a really good use of what was obviously fairly limited budgets yeah Uh, i do remember at the time we talked a lot about how the world was so beautifully realized and there were so many things that were so good and then you had the one incredibly goofy thing Mm. where the the that big kind of triangular spaceship and moved like the old vogon ships from the uh, 1970s hitchhiker's guide tv tv movie yeah Uh, uh, so like it ding, gets dinged on that a little bit, but again, it's a it's a zero budget movie. I mean, relative to Shazam, Skywalker, and Endgame, you're, yeah. you're talking about, like this movie that was shot for probably <laughs> a quarter of Shazam, and Shazam was shot for a quarter of Endgame. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you've got to give them a lot of credit for how good it looked. Uh, <clears throat> uh, cinematography is is the next thing. Uh, I had us again, uh, and and again, it was just a it was such a beautifully shot movie, but also they used everything in their arsenal from makeup to, to cinematography to like to to really yeah. differentiate the groups of characters. And I felt like that the nobody else had to do some of the creative problem solving that us did this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, uh, my my runners up on that were ready or not uh just for a lot of the reasons we already talked about and for how good the movie actually looked while it was being a low-budget horror comedy yeah. yeah and uh and the dead don't die mostly just because he, they successfully did manage to make an entertaining zombie movie that looked like a fucking jim jarmusch movie uh, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I, i'm still impressed that it was both entered like i fully expected it to be either fun or to look like a jarmusch movie i didn't really yeah. expect them to hit both mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and what um, do you have? I had a um a odd Astra
2: Astra oh, okay, um yeah. as as my top um just it it's shot like a lot of space you know it's it's very 2001 um so thus it's it's very good um I I God, I, like, I agree with you on us uh, it was really well shot I had also uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because you can't I mean was a De- I think it's shot by Deacons. um. So yeah like it's hard not to like anything he does yeah <laughs> you know no matter who the director like it's always going to be good and also I had um uh, Alita Battle Angel um you know even though obviously it, you know a lot a considerable amount of it was CG and things like that but like the fight sequences and and the way that they portrayed it was s- still even though you could have very quickly gone into a um you know kind of a more a deeply more anime kind of mm-hmm. fake world in so much as like how far you know where people can jump and and just like the way that things happen uh the way that shots are done and it kind of stays away from that which is good within the context of the film because it 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 stays a little bit more into maybe not a traditional action film but it stays away from being like just crazy anime like shots and stuff like that and and it's and i think it's just really well done
1: Uh, next thing we have, which I think is funny. We invented this category, I think for one specific movie last year and then, uh, but use of popular music. Uh, and I have two, I have two choices in this category and neither one of them is, I mean, both of them are phenomenal, but neither one, like neither one could I make a a truly compelling argument beats out the other one. Uh, I'm going to go with blinded by the light because, uh. It so much of much premised on the use of popular yeah, music exactly, because yeah, yeah. it was really well used in terms of the way that they shot it. Yeah. Um, my the 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 drawback there obviously is that it's first of all it is so much a part of the narrative that it's hard to say, you know, it's like we're doing a ju- jukebox musical. Of course, the music's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then my other and of course that it's only one artist really. I mean, yeah. we you get some other stuff, but it's almost exclusively Springsteen, yeah. which is not a drawback for me. But I know is, is like when you're talking about accomplishments is, is you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other the other one that I, I have in this uh, my kind of first runner up is Jojo Rabbit, uh, because they had those phenomenal German covers of pop songs yes. that yeah. really set the mood and they were really incredibly good. And mm-hmm. if they had like one or two more, I think I would have been able to put that up, that one up over the top. Uh, yeah. But they just they use them so sparingly that you kind of forget they're there. Yeah. Um. And and so to me, like it didn't shape the the identity of the movie the way that it did for like Spider Verse last year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which is which is good and bad. Um. Uh. On that end, like I think I would have loved to have more, but I also feel like it might have then been made it feel more like that, like that you're talking. Oh, because I think one of the good things about. One of the many good things, but um, about uh, Jojo Rabbit is the fact that it still feels um, based in the world at which it is happening. Like, obviously, it's a picture postcard version of late World War Two Germany um you know whether it be the the town that they're in hasn't really been affected too much by war until you know you go through until like the towards the end of the film and and obviously hitler is a cartoon version of yeah of hitler um and and every kind of everything around it and Mm -hmm. so that works so but if you so you start adding more um you know more german or whatever versions of the songs then you start kind of walking into the um uh god damn it um what is the name of that film uh the 1980s film um the berlin wall film uh, the, the spy film oh
1: uh i can picture the video cover but i can't <laughs> god damn it so
2: it came out a couple years ago and it's uh, absolutely yeah. fantastic and i'm blanking on it um uh, but it would be something like that like where but it's obviously that is appropriate for the time because they're just listening yeah. to uh you know american pop music german yeah. german side um and you know and things like that so it'd have been fine i um i had uh western stars um (laughs) (laughs) bruce springsteen's documentary basically about playing music in front of a camera um whatever whatever it is um and um but also um i in in a kind of in a i think i think blinded by light is obviously the clear one i mean it's the number one that it uses the music and in in, yeah. in the particular way it's supposed to because it's about the loving the music mm-hmm. um and so but uh, uh hustlers was the other one is just you know the fact the fact that like you know the the, the the it's all popular music i don't think that there's an original song attached to it um and the fact that uh, lizzo is one of the one of the uh, uh, actresses in the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, So and like they use her song and and things like that. So, I mean, I think it's well done, but it's nowhere near. It's not that's just like due to the world (laughs) in which they exist. Right. Yeah. Obviously, there's pop music playing. Yeah, exactly. A strip club. Yeah. And it's not like they go. It's not like they have like Sinatra or something like that. You know, it's like a weird different thing to like, you know, do anything interesting. It's just the music that if you went to a strip club, probably would be playing. Um, And so, yeah. So, but Blinded by the Light, yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, it, yeah, I have I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that film because uh, I haven't seen it since the since the theater. And uh, I, I was like, I know you, I think you loved it a lot more than I did. I, I loved it in so much as the Bruce Springsteen. It was like, yeah, yeah, Springsteen. I loved the character. I just didn't think it was i and think it, it could have been it like it, it could have been a little bit better um like it's just one of those it's like I, I think also one of the problems is is that when you have like we've always been playing around with the idea for years of being like oh wouldn't it be great if you had like bruce springsteen's america and it was yeah. like a uh you know robert altman's america like but with springsteen like story telling his yeah. stories and then it's like oh somebody not really did that but like in a way and so it's like yeah. oh the thing i had in my brain wasn't so it's unfair like that's yeah, just yeah. unfair like which is why i've I never actually review it that way but like in so much as like in my head in my headspace right. um, it, it i don't remember it as well as it probably deserves but yeah, yeah.
1: uh next thing is original score uh um, i didn't have uh, any movies where the score really stuck out at me this year um i i I I have Skywalker as my top choice, mostly just because uh, there's never a a bad John Williams Star Wars score. And he did a really effective job of using musical callbacks to the previous movies to build that same kind of familiarity that we talked about with like Creed. Yeah. Uh, I I would say you could you could make a similar argument about uh, Avengers Endgame, which for the first time finally delivers a fucking Marvel score that actually well like uses all of the disparities (coughs) their their individual music well yeah uh and uh and jane sound bob reboot i would i would put on this as a runner-up too because uh again exact same thing like these all are using the same strategy it's like the the fact that every time jane silent bob reboot goes to a familiar location music from that film is like either either used or at least sound alike music is used so that you get the idea of what they're going for. Uh, it it was like all, all three of these movies that kind of would be on my radar. It's all for basically variations on the same reason. And I just think rise of Skywalker did it best, probably because John Williams is the best composer among them.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually, the one thing I'm actually trying to dig up right now is, um, because, um, the only one that was a hard one to think about, um, I, I had to I was just like what other films have it like what are the contenders and and one of the contenders um that people are writing articles about for score is uh Jojo Rabbit and we both because right. I mentioned this beforehand yeah. and both of us were like it had it had it um and and it and so it's just like I was listening to it and I'm like it's 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 fine and like I remember I I like I listened to a couple tracks and yeah. I'm like yes I remember this um but not in the like oh yeah! I, st- I have i could hum a single lyric or remember a scene yeah. where any of that happened um and so now i'm also like i'm also like going like i know ready or not had had a it, you know, it, it had that like
1: deep orchestral because it was yeah playing off of, and like, a, but,
2: but the big the thing house. is i was trying to figure out is whether or not the um uh hide and seek song which is, like, the thing that oh, plays, yeah, the, um, the you know, thing. at the beginning. And I can't find – it's it says, like, buy headquarters music, but, like, hmm. nothing comes up with that. And so because I'm like, it could very well just be, like, an old, old song that right, they found exactly. and they're like, oh, that works cool. But it also is, like, too goddamn perfect. So, like, it makes me think that it must have been written, <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Um, and and i mean unless of course they did like a Tarantino thing and are, you know like oh we're going to write the scenes to that music yeah, or something to like thing. that but yeah yeah
1: it's a solid and and because of the fact that this movie's not like an awards contender it's not one of those things that's easy to search. Yeah I swear <laughs> not, it seems to be
2: original song yeah so i wonder if uh that actually i would totally submit that as academy awards yeah <laughs> i would just love because you know they always have like to create, you know, some somebody else yeah. actually play the play the song and be like, oh, yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have Lizzo play this, yeah. <laughs> like, or whatever. <laughs> like we have
1: like Elton John is gonna come in and sing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, a uh, thing I, I don't think we talked about at the time because I don't think I knew it until later. Uh, the the single, the Bruce Springsteen single that plays over the end of the Blinded by the Light credits. Yeah. Yeah. That that was like released for the first time on the Blinded by the Light soundtrack. Yeah. apparently that is the song he wrote for harry potter oh uh, like he remember he wrote like at warner yeah. brothers request a song for harry potter and then jk rowling said no american music yeah understandably uh,
0: <laughs> uh, well yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> that, that would
1: be weird <laughs> uh but yeah apparently because like warner brothers asked him and his kids were big fans. oh of
2: yeah didn't we did, did we either we talked about this or read something because uh Oh no! I think it's because um, Chris Columbus is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Um, he was on Sirius Radio talking about this oh. a while back. He's a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and he he had done he had uh, gotten Bruce to no, he didn't get Bruce to write any music for a previous movie that he had made a while ago. He had um, he had Stevie uh, write oh, yeah. a couple tracks for some stuff that he wrote and he talked about that but i don't i'm trying to remember if he even mentioned um harry potter and and springsteen or not it was but one of those
1: weird things that i always thought was apocryphal because i had heard like yeah. oh yeah somebody asked Harry, and that sounds like an absurd thing that warner brothers would ask <laughs> springsteen to do it um and then a couple of years back there was a rolling stone article where it was like hey here's the bruce springsteen song that didn't make harry potter because you know, <laughs> it's a fucking american song um and I hadn't like I listened to it; and it was fine. It wasn't some of his best work. Uh, yeah. But then like uh, somebody told me recently that apparently that was the song on the Blinded by the Light soundtrack. So just no no reason to bring that up during our year's best thing. What,
2: what a wild idea! Yeah. I just would love to
1: be like, is that
2: Bruce Springsteen what <laughs> in a Harry Potter movie? <laughs> Bruce Springsteen doing like trying to do a British accent or something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all mm. right, so. Uh, Next up is casting, casting. yeah um, and and I have our our twin horror yeah. comedies uh, in this category. I have satanic panic as my as my winner uh, and then Ready or not as my runner up and Ready or not uh, may actually be a better overall cast because there are more people who play significant roles, and everybody is fantastic in it.
0: yeah
1: uh, I give the edge to Satanic Panic because uh almost nobody in this movie was known, yeah. And so many of the actors who like when you're casting a movie like this, it it's easy to go, oh, well, I want Henry Zerny because like that's that character. Yeah. You know, and I want like Melanie Scrofano uh, doesn't play anything like she is on Winona Earp, but like she's Melanie Scrofano. She's a known quantity. Um, and 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 so like I give the edge to Satanic Panic a little bit just because they basically they got uh, – um, Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell as a throw in bonus. Yeah. And then basically the whole rest of the movie they cast and they cast it kind of perfectly, almost exclusively with people who you couldn't pick out of a lineup. Yeah. And so like to me, both of those had great, uh, great casting. Uh, But I think that Satanic Panic in terms of like if I'm going to give an award for casting, uh, it's it's them because they're finding people in like (laughs) music videos and shit, especially Uh,
2: like with what you can do, like with what you have. Yeah, yeah, no, if you can if you can cast a like the uh, was it Monster
1: Party, right? yeah yeah, um, yeah. Monsters, like and... was it
2: monster party or monsters party monster party monster party um i know that there's what a, there's another film anyway well, there's monsters but...
1: Ball, which we <laughs> i know last year we we monster. screwed it up somehow during our during one of our conversations
2: um,
1: but um but like that film also... oh party monster was the other one that was
2: oh party monster is what i'm uh, thinking yeah. of yeah yeah um <laughs> very different films yeah, well, um, but... best... yes uh, yeah Sure. Um, but I, um, there's another film I'm trying to think of that's, that's better. Um, saved. but saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, um, a, I have, um, sorry, I lost where it is there. Um, I have, uh, I, I, I yeah, I just kept, I kept uh, satanic panic and, and ready or not because, um, almost at anything else, I mean, like,
1: I mean, I, there's definitely an argument to be made for Jojo Rabbit, which until you started talking about how wonderful the, the yeah, side I mean, actors are, I hadn't really thought about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, – it's it's tough because, I mean, like I definitely – whenever I consider anything, like whether it be best film or best whatever, uh, there is a weight in my head that goes to, well, that film had $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that film had all the money in the world. And like if I'm like, is it a Christ- – like we're going Christopher Nolan film versus – you know something smaller i'm going i don't know christopher nolan calls up and says i i need you in this film you're yeah. probably gonna do it like exactly, exactly. you know unless literally you're, you're Leonardo dicaprio and you're like i'm sorry i'm already doing a scorsese film <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. and then you go and then nolan goes okay we can move back schedule for like two months <laughs> like yeah. that sort of thing but i had uh the only other one i added uh and it was a kind of like the way that Lord of the Rings, uh, the the last the last of the trilogy, got an Academy Awards for every for kind of like the previous two films, yeah. Um, uh, Avengers End Game just because the I mean the one thing I think that if if you don't like the Avengers kind of world, if you're like yeah. whatever, Scarcezi, yeah. Well, yeah, no, but I mean like I don't think that you. But if you care about any of these characters mm-hmm. at all, like if you have any connection yeah. to. Marvel's, like the Marvel comic books and things like that god damn I mean like i i I'm hard pressed to be like that doesn't work yeah and like that yeah, that actually like, Deni- uh, I always said dear Downey jr is the the only choice like I yeah. can't think of someone else um I you know when when they cast um um Evans right yeah Which, Evans. yeah Evans as as captain America I was uh, I'm not quite sure about that um, mm. because, well, you know, the only thing I had to go by was l- the losers, really. Um, Fantastic and, Four. <laughs> oh yeah, Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, I
1: I never remember him in that film though. Um, he's done. It's funny. He's done like seven comic book movies. I know, right? Because uh, t- he did uh, uh, Snowpiercer. He did. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the seven ev- seven evil X's in uh, yeah. Scott or er, Scott Pilgrim. Yep. <laughs> I almost said Scott Snyder versus the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I want a Snyder cut of that.
1: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but no, yours—that's you're, that's a very solid point. Like, but, yeah.
2: it, but he, and even even the ones where you're like, I'm not quite sure about that. Like, I don't know, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I mean, I guess as as Banner, he's a safe bet. He plays like yeah. he can easily play the thing. But like, um, you know, but you go through kind of everyone and you're like, ah, there's just not a goddamn
1: no, there's not a bad choice. There. In you yeah.
2: know, Sam Jackson's perfect. And and again, you know,
1: like a lot of that is impressive because nowadays that's easier to do like post guardians yeah. post avengers one that's easier to to do because you, you get you the, get the nolan thing where they just yeah. call up and say hey we want you yeah but like 10 years ago when they were casting that first wave of avengers uh marvel was like not marvel yet yeah and, and so you know when you're trying to get evans and hemsworth to see the value in what they're about to enter into uh but
2: also the biggest thing is is that they're entering this is what your life is for the next oh, theoretically yeah. if everything works like this is your life for the next 10 years basically yeah. um and and so that's certainly say something i mean obviously i'm happy like everyone everyone's perfect yeah. um is there other people that maybe but like i off the top of my head i'm like is there anybody else who could play captain america I can't think of someone yeah
1: like I mean I'm sure there are people oh I'm sure like,
2: totally I mean yeah. especially in in like in, in Evans's kind of world yeah sure I've, I've no doubt that there is but like if you like right now yeah same thing I mean like Iron Man I can't think of anybody else you know I mean so it's just like they also in the same way that like you know they also were able to pick whoever did the original casting whoever was yeah. in those round tables Sarah, in the early years uh, they're,
1: they're, they've actually had the same casting agent oh wow for the whole time. Sarah something. It starts with an H. I can't remember, but she was one of the original like nine people in a room back when it was like Kevin Feige throwing money at the wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hyman, I want to say her. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes because I'm not I can't type right now. <laughs> but, but yeah, she they've had the same casting director on the at least all of the Russo Brothers Marvel movies. And I'm pretty sure since the beginning. Um,
2: yeah. And you know, I mean, and you know, I mean, especially considering you're talking about having multiple directors with you know other visions too. So yeah. Because I mean, even though, like James Gunn's, like yeah, you know, I mean, like it's wild to th- yeah. I mean, I now you know, again like I'm like yeah, no, obviously it makes total sense. But like when you go, oh no, the fat guy from The Office, yeah, yeah, like is gonna be a is gonna Pucks be yeah. Or sorry, yeah, whatever. That they, they, they're all kind of blend together. The uh, to, Office, yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's um you mean it's a it's a comedy that where they look at the camera like they look at the camera every once in a while okay yeah um but uh <laughs> um but yeah but but even that you were just like what the fuck like that that makes no sense you know there's no way he yeah. can be a soup. you know even though he has good comic timing and everything you know yeah. like everything but like he literally hadn't done anything other than really that show there's been a handful of things i know he, he had a couple he, of comedy movies but
1: i think the funny thing is that that he had just done i think zero dark 30 he had a minor role in either that or The Hurt Locker, one of the two. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where if you want to see the weird moment where he started dropping weight, it's yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, but nobody really paid attention to that because even though it was an awards consideration movie, whichever one it was, it was also like a $20 million movie. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. all right, moving up the line, uh, this is closely related, which is ensemble cast. Uh, for me, I, I gave this to ready or not for kind of the same reason that I was talking about a minute ago. It's like, it, it was an incredible group of actors they put together. Some of them are really well known. Some of them are not. Everybody had a great chemistry and, and more than, uh, John Wick or, uh, blinded by the light, both of which had like small cores of people surrounded by good ish, but kind of generic players, uh, Ready or Not was a fairly substantial group of people that all had to really play off each other well, who all had to have good chemistry, and who, uh, if if one of them had felt off, it would have kind of materially affected the rest of the movie.
2: Yep. Agreed.
1: Um, um, and again, I, I my, my, my runners-up were John Wick Chapter 3, The Dead Don't Die, and Blinded by the Light, all of which I thought had great casts, but to lesser or greater extents, the, the movie didn't rely on those casts. Uh, I had,
2: uh, yeah, I had, um, uh, rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah. just because I think, especially the last film, it has a, everyone is making the Avengers end game comparison, obviously, but because it's a fucking large, it's a tr- yeah number of films that come together and they obviously have big battles. Shocker. Um, I love though that like there's a couple memes out there. Not again to sidetrack, but yeah. um, where like the big portals where everyone's coming in for the final <laughs> sequence in in uh, Avengers, and we're like, and then they cut to the you know they have the image from when all the ships are coming in, and I'm like, yeah. fuck you, like it's fucking like the comparison is Serenity if you're gonna have yeah. one,
1: like or, or for that for that matter, fucking Empire Strikes Back, exactly. like yeah, yeah. it that that they're trying to build the emotional. Resonance of the moment when Han comes back, but you don't have a Han Solo. You don't have anybody who left. Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're using the idea of the Skywalkers as hope, and saying that hope up to this point hasn't been enough, and now it yeah. suddenly is. And like to to me, it's like no, I have the same thing. It's like y- you want to make the argument that that's a knockoff of anything. It's a knockoff of their own fucking movie of of yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Which it's not a knock up of anything, because it's just a fucking thing that every fucking drama does. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Every space, whatever. I mean, even, God, what the fuck is the Nolan film? Uh, uh, no, the, um, it's it's basically all of them are, the entire premise of the idea is off of the, um, uh, not D-Day, um, but uh, the... Oh, Dunkirk? Dunkirk. And the fact of you have all of these, like, little yeah. ships and everything like that coming over, that's the fucking premise. Yeah. Um I'm sure that there's other stories back going back to, you know, whether like goes back to fucking Shakespeare or some bullshit, but okay. like, that's the entire premise of it. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was um... ensemble
1: cast. Was... Ensemble <laughs> cast.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. The other one was uh,
1: hustlers. Yeah. Um, um, because Which again, I haven't seen yet, but I know is spectacular in terms of yeah, the cast.
2: You didn't really have a, you had a bunch of people who you wouldn't think would be in a film like this. I mean, I guess, I guess like, physically jennifer uh you know lopez makes sense like it's not you know um but like I, you would never think chris uh like woo would be in the film would be in this film or you know you have like and then you have a whole bunch of other
1: you know like yeah lily ryan hart from riverdale <laughs> who plays like the one person on riverdale who shouldn't be a stripper yes
2: uh, yes and and made which made the somehow i like i i know that you i'm 90 you told me but like I, I watched the first time in theaters, and I just somehow was like, she looks really familiar. Yeah. Oh my god, does she look really familiar? And, and, uh, and then the second time, I was just like, okay, who the fuck is that? And then I'm like, oh, 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 my God. Oh, dear Lord. I kind <laughs> of know her in this. is so yeah, like yeah. I've met her a bunch of times. This is weird yeah. now. Yeah. Um,
1: Dark Betty she's, from that one episode of season one just got a movie.
2: I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that scene that it was like, I, I know both of us were like, okay, we're just not looking at the screen for that because it's going to really make the red carpet really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially considering they were, I don't know how old they were then, but like in in the show they're like
1: 15 what, 16 or something, or something.
2: Yeah, so it's like that's really weird but
1: yeah no uh, they they all when they were cast they were all between 19 and 22 or something yeah. so they it, it was never as creepy as it seemed i know but, but yeah we're, we're, i always i know. also have these conversations always about riverdale where it's like even like when they have the sex scenes in season one it's like even if the actors are all in their 20s like we're we're ostensibly watching 15 year olds have sex like I know, but that's, like, an entire genre now. Like, it's kind of wild. Like, long before,
2: you know, long before uh, uh, Riverdale came out. But, like, there's, like, every show that my mom used to watch with, like, uh, my my sisters. Like, oh, that's the cute show that we watched together. And I'm like, you're – what? Like – I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Most of these people in their early to late 20s, like, was it Felicity or something? I'm trying to yeah. remember what show, like, the main actress was playing Lord a high Doss school too. and she was, like, in yeah. her late 20s or, like, early 30s or something. But, like, um, but it is, yeah, That that's always and
1: weird. I, and I will say that in the only reason that it ever, like, occurs to me is because my comics background. Yeah. Like, there are people who routinely get prosecuted for like selling like Japanese comics where yeah. schoolgirls are having sex yeah. and it's like that's not actually child porn. These people don't exist. Nobody's being exploited, but because but I, it's depicting underage sex. Yeah. And 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 I'm kind of like, where do we draw that line? Yeah, because yeah. the there are a lot of shows in primetime that depict underage sex. Oh my uh, God, my God the, Witcher.
2: Jesus fucking Christ.
1: <laughs> I just started watching that today actually.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: But uh <laughs> Uh wait.
2: yeah where were we um uh, I guess we're supporting actress, actress.
1: Yeah. yeah uh supporting actress for me actually my mine was a weird one uh I, I went with Megan Guinan from the Browsing Effect uh and there were a lot of really great uh actress roles this this year mm-hmm. uh but to me Megan Guinan was that thing that we we talked about the Browsing Effect and I just remember. Like I can't remember what I tweeted about it, but I remember tweeting basically that it was the Megan Guinan show. Like even though she had about twenty minutes of screen time, it was like she elevated that movie from like a two star movie to a three and a half star movie on the yeah. strength of her performance. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and and so to me, like I, I felt like if you're talking about a supporting actress, uh, she supported the entire structure of the movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and uh, she was literally supporting it, like she exactly. had her hands up. In yeah. That famous <laughs> cover of Spider-Man holding up the building, yes, yeah.
2: exactly, or um, Superman holding up the truck, or anyway. But yeah, there's no well, there's but, no equivalent of Batman, is there?
1: Anyway, uh, getting his back broken over somebody's knee. <laughs> I feel like that's the direct opposite. <laughs> um, <laughs> My my runners-up for this category, uh, and, and there was – like I said, there was a ton of really great uh, actress performances this year. Uh, Ruby Modine from Satanic Panic, who was uh, the, the number two girl behind Sam. Uh, Zazie Beats from Joker, who I thought was one of the very few really good parts of that movie. Uh, and uh, the uh – I'll have to come back to me because there was one more that I didn't put on the list, and I was like, oh, yeah, and I got to talk about this. And then, of course, I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> god so, and, you know i
2: i actually struggled to try to find um like because most i mean a lot of a lot of these films that i, I think says Zez- beats uh or not Zez- um uh what's her name from um um satanic panic um, yeah yeah she was she was fantastic and but it's it's uh it was uh like i guess with like for me the top one was jennifer lopez uh for hustlers um in in so much as i guess technically she's the supporting actress yeah. because the story is not about her it's being told in part about you know mm-hmm. like so like it's you know and also like screen time and everything like that i think yeah. that uh constance Wu had uh she's she's the lead and everything but yeah. um uh but yeah uh but other than that uh god i'm trying to oh you know The other one
1: that I was thinking of, uh, was actually Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit because, uh, this was the first time that, uh, I've really liked Johansson in a part in like three years. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she's, she's really been running cold with me and she was terrific in that movie. Yeah. Um, side, side shout out to, and I'm going to have to look up her name, but the girl who played the Jewish girl, uh, who I I don't know if you could call her supporting or if she's technically like the female lead, but, uh, she, she isn't on my list uh, mostly just because I forgot until we started talking about these things exactly how much I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie is the name of this girl and she's just terrific. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, she's one of those people who has done relatively little although much more than a lot of the other people in 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 this yeah, yeah, like she's she super. she's got top gun maverick coming up so she's, <laughs> she's doing all right
2: a big weird jump from one film to another yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah but, um i I would also i I had her kind of in my actress it was kind of one of those i'm like i'm not quite sure where she belongs um but yeah she her performance in that was it it was she didn't have like a crazy lot of dialogue because she wasn't leading you know a lot of it but but just like yeah she had a understated presence that was kind of like absolutely perfect for it and you know and there's a i mean i guess we've already kind of spoiled some of this film before um but you know there's a great turn when she starts playing his um goes from being goes from being the um his uh, hostage to his yeah sister. hostage in the corner to his, yeah. his his dead sister um is like i think that that like that change was it wasn't like there really wasn't any change but it was also yeah. like yeah, it's quite yeah. Good.
1: um and moving up from that uh Actress is the next, is our next category. Uh, I had Haley Griffiths from Satanic Panic again, which is one of those, like, uh, I just, I really, like, I, I, I was reluctant to have somebody from, like, a, a small guilty pleasure movie that I know nobody but me loves as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. um, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no, that's the performance that stuck with me this year. Yeah. Like, I really, like... Even some of the really great performances, like Samara Weaving in Ready or Not, uh, Harley Quinn Smith and Jane Sibbett reboot, and Jessica Williams in the Incredible Jessica James, they were all kind of like, "Oh man, that was great! I want to see that movie again."
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, with Haley Griffith, it was like, "Oh man, that was great! I can't wait to see the next five things this girl does." Yeah. Because like yeah. she just like she had to do a bunch of different things. She did them all really well and no. i i just i left that movie feeling like she's a superstar
2: yeah i uh um i will, i have i have a tie because i i can't i can't decide who i like more for it. it is uh um meryl streep for the laundromat um that film was sadly disappointing but she was fucking fantastic in it yeah. um and i'm not one that is like a huge I'm not a Meryl Streep stan. Right. Um, and I'm like, I think it's, it's, she's like one of those people where I'm like, no, she's very good. Like I'm not, I will never fucking argue that she doesn't deserve every award yeah. that she has in her probably separate part of her house. Um, yeah. That, yeah. that has low bearing walls because of the number of gold awards that she has. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> And it's, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of people where I'm like, Oh, I can't believe they fucking win awards. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. But like, she is one that I'm just like, she's not often in films that are either in films that I like or um, in roles that I like her in. Um, So, but every single time it's like, she's fucking fantastic. Like what the fuck you like, there's no argument there. Um, But that said within the world of that, which we give reviews, I I, I have to give it to Samara weaving Um, (laughs) because like just having like it, is by far obviously since I I think every single <laughs> award it's gotten. A nomi- it literally uh, uh uh Ready or Not has gotten about uh, just for me and and I not even combining yeah, okay. both of us about thirty four nominations. Um, yeah. Even though there are only like twenty awards, um, <laughs> but uh it her her fucking like tour de force of fucking like going from like a like cute blonde girl like or cute blonde twig as they describe her in the film to like a god i'm trying to think of like the like the, the the best comparison but like just a goddamn survivor of like of like a level that she should have been in a like if she was like 10 years younger um she would have been in a um uh like oh my god what's the fifth elements directors oh uh Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> okay, good. We both forgot. But anyway, but like she's she's too old in the way that, you know, oh, only only tw- only like 16 17 18 year old girls can play roles in his films um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i'm not saying she's too old i'm just saying like by the fact that she has she's able to drink liquor um she is too old to be as the like ingenue in his films yeah, yeah. um it's,
1: but it's Luc bassan right because yeah did. yeah Luc bassan yeah, yeah 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 um but of course like an idiot instead of googling the fifth element i googled Leon the Professional. And then well, after the fact, had the moment of doubt of, like, shit, I didn't get the wrong one, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, see, she's – she's too good in this uh, to not give her that – the one, like, sp- very specific award that should go yeah. to her um, because, yeah. I mean, the, the film the, – I think the film, if you had somebody else, like, we we joked around a lot. Like, I, I literally thought in the theater – up until the cat, like the names came on that it was, um, oh my God, my brain is just Uh, evaporating. Margot Robbie. Robbie. And I was like, this is such a great role. Like this is a wild role for Matt Margot Robbie after being in like fucking goddamn suicide, Scott, multi hundred million dollar films. Like this is fantastic. And mainly because, I mean, that mainly comes down to like, I watched the trailer once and I'm like, never want to see anything else about it because this film's for me. Like, it was just one of those very few times that you see a trailer, like, the original, like, not even, it wasn't, I don't think they ever released a teaser trailer, but, like, the first trailer that they came out with and I'm like, nope, I'm out. Like, read nothing about it, see nothing about it, no IMDb, no other trailers, no nothing. Um, And, yeah, um, like, the fact that, like, I wasn't even expecting it to be the actress that was supposed to be is like, and then being like, oh, holy shit, she's, I, we we did a whole thing if you, you know, obviously yeah, at this yeah. point you should just, if you haven't listened to our podcast on, on ready or not, you should go back and listen to it. But, um, but like the fact that like both of them are quite good, but like she is good in a, in a very different way. Yeah. And, you know, and even though they literally could probably play all the same roles, yeah. um, like I, they could theoretically be cast for all the same roles. Like I don't see her being, um, being in suicide squad, like yeah. just not playing that character, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So um, but yeah, she's fantastic. And then um, then I had um, I also had Haley Griffith because she's fantastic in this as well. But I I also had um, Constance Wu in Hustlers right. because she's there's she doesn't have a lot of scenes in the in the film that give acting like mm-hmm. that that she can be like an actor. She's basically right. like really a really timid uh, girl like. In the in the first half of the film or the first quarter of the film, and then then she meets up with Jennifer L- Lopez's character, and then she just is kind of like the like idolizing her this god yeah. this goddess, and and then but like the back half of the film the the film if you haven't seen the thing uh, I was actually surprised because I, I didn't think it was going to have this much of it in it but there it's a jur- it's a journalist it, the premise is a journalist is interviewing Constance Wu's character um, to get the story about this credit card scam basically mm-hmm. that these that these uh hustlers uh were running and like there's just a handful of scenes that she is just sitting on a couch and being interviewed that she completely owns this owns like owns the film in 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 kind of in the in that way in the fact of like just you know on con- changing emotions immediately yeah. because she anyone who's interviewed somebody who's doesn't necessarily want to be interviewed yeah like this is this is this this is what this is like she didn't really want to be interviewed but agreed to it because people agree to be interviewed for some reason i still i still never understand that 10 years 30 20 years as a journalist basically and i still don't fucking understand why anyone ever answers our phone calls yeah (laughs) Yeah. unless it's a promotional thing (laughs) and then like other than that but i'm like why would you ever do this but um but I, uh, but like she had that, she had all those emotions. I'm like, oh my god, like this is this is it, like this is how like people act to this, like and switch the moment on a question it yeah. asked her and everything like that. She was fantastic. Yeah.
1: Uh, now before we get into the actor category, I wanted yeah. to ask because uh, this is a thing that I, I I've been thinking about. It's not on the list, but do you have uh, do you have like a a big moment? From this year that stands out to you, because I know that like I was actually having this conversation on Twitter the other day because Brandon Davis was uh, yeah. tweeting about how nothing is ever going to beat the moment when Captain America gets the hammer and does the Avengers assemble and the feeling that that swept across the, the theater at that moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, do you have a moment like that that really like because the, the two that really stuck out to me from the movies that we have been talking about a lot. Uh, <laughs> is the the first appearance of the Shazam family at the end of Shazam because that was just yeah. a great moment and it was one of those things where unless you really read the comics yeah I don't think it was easy to expect like oh shit that's the thing that's going to happen yeah um and and so it was a and it was a really emotionally satisfying moment yeah uh and then the other one was uh when uh when Samara uh suits up like when she goes from being yeah. scared <laughs> to being the action hero uh, like the scene where she raids the armory and, and comes out ready to fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and to me, those were the two moments that I'm like, Th- those stick out at me as being the one that I would uh, like that, that I was like, hell yeah. As I was yeah. watching. Um,
2: Oh, and it, like, it's different and like a moment that sticks out would probably be the moment, um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. That's is a hero. Like yeah. it, 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 very different than kind of what the least examples that you're talking about. Um, but, um, God, I feel like there's there's um, just in a general scene. Not again, not in the thing. There's yeah. there's a party scene, like a Christmas party scene in in Hustlers. That the way that it, just the way that it's edited and like the looks that like everyone's sharing between them, like it's it's one of the more real moments I've seen in 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 like in film in a long time just the way that like they look at each other and the way that like they're sharing a moment across the room like between two really close friends and it's it just was like it still sticks out in my head as like one of the few one of the scenes like there's a ton of great scenes in that movie right. and you know and whatever but like like that moment um I, I don't know if it's in the trailer or not but um it, it just was really it, it, it is the pinnacle of the film. It, like it explains almost everything in the right. film. It shows constant was <laughs> characters like devotion to Jennifer Lopez's and her kind of like the motherly love. Of, and like, it's just like literally like, and like the next moment is when everything falls apart in the film. And mm-hmm. so like, it's, it's just one of like, it's kind of one of the few, one of the scenes that made
1: that film for me. Yeah. Um. And made it work. So, uh, now moving up to supporting actor uh and i I say up just because it's going up the list not because (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah.
2: literally we we work from the bottom yeah of the the page because yeah um uh for
1: for me supporting actor i had sam rockwell and and jojo rabbit uh rockwell like even before that heartbreakingly perfect moment at the end of the movie he was still one of the high points of that film like every time he was in a scene you knew it was going to be fun and that it was going to have a little bit of a kick to it uh and like you said like you get a wide variety of things from him kind of drunkenly dealing with the fact that like he's on the losing side of a shitty war yeah yeah. he's He's the only
2: guy that knows that they're losing at this point. Yeah. And no one wants to admit that they are
1: like, and everyone around him is a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) And, and like you have that element of it, you have the fact that he's a closeted homosexual who's working for the Nazis. And so that, Creates a lot of inner turmoil that he's really good about playing in a way that's never stated on screen. Uh, and then you have this that wonderful battle scene where he, he goes into <laughs> battle with his ridiculous self-designed costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so like it was just a it was a great character. He nailed it perfectly. I mean, it it felt like a part that was written for Sam Rockwell. It wouldn't surprise me if it was because obviously Tyka can can call up people at this point. Yeah um uh, well, also
2: i mean like it is it is exactly the type of role that sam rockwell would do yeah um so like there's not a lot of actors i think that would probably you know necessarily take this role in in the character or maybe they would take the role because it's taiki yeah. and yeah whatever but but like just stand alone but like yeah no i mean like when if you describe this role and you're like and it's sam rockwell i'd be like yes totally of course yeah yes.
1: exactly uh <laughs> For me, the the runners up that I had uh, were Lawrence Fishburne from John Wick Chapter Three because Lawrence Fishburne is always like he's he's the Meryl Streep, you know, he's a guy who's <laughs> just he's reliably excellent in everything that he's in. He's often the best part of anything he's in, and I thought he did a really good job of grounding uh, some of the wonkier elements of John Wick Chapter Three. Yeah. Uh, and then Adam Driver in The Man Who Killed Don Quixote because again, like I felt like he was the best. Uh, and again, that movie fell on his shoulders pretty squarely. Like if he hadn't worked, then then the whole movie yeah. would have been a wandering kind of mess because you, you none of the other actors are like actors um, but uh i thought that he, he he delivered a really great performance uh if it had been in a slightly better movie and uh if he had been written in a little bit more emotionally affecting way he very well could have been my choice uh but but these are you know in, in both the cases of fishburn and driver these are great actors uh doing a part in a movie that was good uh, it's funny because like this year um uh
2: it is like, like definitely the year at least obviously on our list but also i mean like in particular for me right. um is the year of of actresses of like lead yeah. actresses um uh or female actor like whatever we want to yeah. c- whatever i know it's like that um but and but it also is like i had a laundry list i could add in another three more uh on yeah. for supporting actor um <clears throat> and yeah i agree sam rockwell um uh, I had a uh, runner's up uh, was uh, John Goodman in, in Captive State. Um, oh yeah. Subtle but good. I mean, he was playing John Goodman. Yeah. And, like we, I don't know. I, well, I he did a
1: really good job of burying the twist, which was not easy yeah. given the way it was written. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Adam Adam Driver, I, I'm I'm, it that's one
2: of those like I'll give him because. Every the, great. the, the uh, large large amount of work that he's done this year and yeah. so much yeah. as that but also i had uh take it uh uh, uh hitler from uh jojo yeah. rabbit um because i guess he's this morning actor like he's not um you know he's obviously not the lead so um and and like i don't know man anytime you play fucking hitler and make people laugh yeah <laughs> like and, you know, I mean, like he he didn't just he didn't just make people laugh. He also like he had scary moments and like he embodied Hitler when he gave uh, uh he gave like part of a Hitler speech. Obviously, I think they played remember, right. They played like yeah. basically they just like dubbed over Hitler speech versus and him kind of at the same time, I think, or something. Think there was I like um, and and well, like even
1: in movie Hitler didn't look like Taika. Uh, like in movie, there were photographs and footage of oh, him, yeah, 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 yeah. so, and it was yeah. just like that version of Hitler was yeah, the yeah. version that JoJo yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, but there's there's a scene that scene in the kitchen. Um, yeah, where he yeah. gives oh, ed- no. getting the speech to like kind of scare, um, scare JoJo. Uh, so yeah, uh, that that was the other, and and, and like yeah. there's there could have been a bunch more. I mean, uh, I mean honestly, even even going into the Avengers films, uh, where you know this this evans play was fantastic Thing, i mean and kind of everybody else that was in that film was also pretty yeah. good i mean like nobody didn't turn in a great yeah, performance uh,
1: i mean i would say hemsworth was disappointing only because he had no material to work with yeah and he was I, coming he just, off of ragnarok where it's like holy shit
2: yeah uh, and also they just kind of like i yeah that would mean the one just dis- a big disappointment because they basically just a fat joke with him and Never. Yeah. Fucking Although even that,
1: his scene at the end with uh, with Tessa Thompson was terrific.
2: Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot. Anyway. Yeah. Um.
1: Now, up uh, uh, actor. Uh, my choice was uh, Viviette Calra from Blinded by the Light. Uh, and and largely because, and this is actually the the through line that runs through him and both of the two character two actors I had listed as runners up. Uh, this is a movie I really liked that does not work without that actor full stop yeah. like it's, it's the chris evans thing that you were talking about like i yeah. don't know who else you put in the part
0: yeah
1: uh and and cholera did a, a phenomenal job of embodying this guy and i i don't know I and mean, again part of that of course is that we are like middle class white people and so we don't <laughs> know a lot of young indian actors yeah uh but uh the that that said uh I, I thought that he did a, a terrific job with the part. Uh, my my runners-up, which, like I said, pretty much the, the explanation across the board is the movie rests on these guys, uh, yeah. was Zachary Levi for Shazam and Ethan Hawke for Adopt a Highway, uh, which actually I, I should say uh, for Adopt a Highway, I, I – probably should have given Logan Marshall green an honorable mention down, down in the director category because that was his, uh, his feature debut and it's a simple quiet. It's basically just a long version of a short film, uh, but it was really well shot. And obviously like you do get a huge leg up when your star who spends 90% of the screen time on screen is Ethan Hawke. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, it, it but was that said, a,
2: I mean, Ethan Hawke has been in a, a lot of, of terrible films. Yeah. <laughs> so you know so and that the just the trail i haven't i haven't had a chance to see the film yet but the trailer looks fantastic Um, and i didn't know i didn't even know it was logan until
1: yeah yeah
2: you told me later yeah
1: yeah he was and it's funny he was one of those guys who like i asked him you know this is a really meaty part for an actor it's a character it's like a character piece uh did you think about just directing yourself in this or was that just too much for your directorial feature or for your debut feature and he's just like no, it's just that I don't think I'm a good enough actor to do this part. And I'm just like I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that, but I do think that like there there's an argument to be made that if you can get Ethan Hawke, get Ethan yeah, Hawke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I mean, especially considering what he just came off of uh uh that priest role, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like that's Hawke, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> what it was called, but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that like he was nominated and everything like that. So I mean, like if you can get a like, you know, Award-winning um, yes. Oscar, Oscar yeah, yeah. actor, multiple Oscar-nominated actor. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, that said, like, dear God, look, Jesus Christ, you're, you you could have done that role. But anyway, yeah. but um,
1: <laughs> uh, so you, who did you? I may not
2: be a Meryl Streep stand, but I am a
1: uh, Logan Marshall <laughs> Green, <laughs> Marshall yeah. Green stand.
2: Yes, um, for uh, best actor, I I, I did um, uh, Roman uh, Griffin uh Davis from Jojo Rabbit, uh, the kid because dear god i mean not only um, in the way that the the film rested on the writing obviously um but the fact is that like if that been if the kid had been not great then, I mean, like it would have been a eh, okay well th- that was a cool premise but they just didn't follow through on it but like that he had the full range of of scenes you know uh, and and like he had a character development within the film that that was pretty incredible you know, going from a going from a Hitler youth to a um, a, a, a person physically defending, uh, yeah. ready to die to like to protect, to, yeah. And so like he, you know, and like and just like his, he was always really good with with everyone else in the film like there's no sometimes you have like a, a child actor actor and you're like oh, okay well you know what really sold that like was the interaction that like right you know, exactly. I, I, and i'm not saying that this is true with everybody else. like Halo Joel Osment as a kid was a fantastic uh, act I, I, he still is a f- great actor i, I don't yeah. know why i'm saying it that way but like as a kid specifically he was a great actor but like six Sense, he had like great fucking chemistry with yeah. uh with bruce willis and so that film that's one of the reasons why like he's noted you know everything like that like you know so i mean like it noted but like unlike unlike that film where he had two people that he was basically interacting with him uh, like bruce willis and and his mom and i think a psychologist or something i i remember um and uh this film he's interacting with a huge number of People with different, you know, different uh, things going on, like bombs going on in the background as he's acting, you know, things like that. And like this is his first fucking role. Like this is it, it may not be like an Anna Paquin in um, the piano uh, role. Yeah. Like as in like that was a film, Jane Campion, like it is yeah. a Academy Award nominated film yeah. from the moment that it was cast and produced this film was going to be you know and and deservedly so like she was absolutely fantastic in that and and Mm is still great in everything she does and and like that film deserved all the awards it was it's still one of my favorite films Mm -hmm. um but like this everything about this film was better than it should have basically like and like he was especially going in like huh i've never seen this kid before and then we both look on imdb and it's like he's done fucking nothing (laughs) like like what because I mean like this this role has like a depth to it that you know that it, it's not usually like the first role that you'd go for you know and yeah. and so I mean like obviously I think we both discussed he probably did he had he the whole film has like kind of a theatrical feel to it so so yeah uh, my runners-up were um Jonathan Price in The Two Popes um he played the role that he was born weirdly to do which is play um <laughs> uh, the Pope um uh, <laughs> because it looks just like the Pope And then he's Jonathan price and he's great. And he is doing, he has the, there's a really, some really great dialogue in the film. Um, that film is okay. It's good. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of those, if you're a Catholic, it's probably better than if you're not just because, you know, end up knowing so much more about the like Pope and Catholic stuff. Um, and then Adam driver in the torture report, like in, in, in male roles, like, yeah, yeah. Like I think that was probably the best one. Yeah. It's also one of the ones that he was able to um, act a lot more, <laughs> like yeah. it'd be emotion. Yeah. Like most of his other roles, he's either action, you know, an action film, or he's in a Jim Jarmusch film where he's just kind of acting, staring weird. at the camera, yeah. <laughs> like reacting to Bill Murray, and weird things yeah. happen. So like it's not like yeah, no, that takes talent, and not taken away from that, but it also is like
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I I will say uh, very few scenes amused me as much this year as the uh, the scene where Bill Murray finally breaks down in that movie. And he's like, have you been so fucking sure that this was going to go so badly? And he's like, because I read the (laughs) script. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I showed that to my my wife and sister in law the other day because I just knew neither of them would ever watch that film. And I'm like, but here, this is the thing you have to know about this movie. Yeah. Um, all right. And and I think this is the only – I think the only thing we got left is, is our favorite picture of the year. Uh, for me, it was Jojo Rabbit. I mean, again, it's one of those movies that it comes up in almost every fucking category all day long, whether we name somebody a winner or just say, like, no, they had to be in the conversation. Uh, it It was a beautiful movie that, like you said, like – every single part of it was so much better than it had any fucking right to be. Uh, uh, for me, my runners up were, were blinded by the light ready or not. And Jane and silent Bob reboot. And, and in the case of both blinded by the light and Jane and silent Bob reboot, it was less about the technical achievement and more about like the emotional state that they leave you in as an audience member. Uh, which I think you like for me right now in the darkest fucking timeline uh, has a lot of value. Yeah. Uh, but but they were never going to like as as somebody who does take movies seriously, it's like it, it's it's ready or not might have snuck into this spot. There's probably one or two others that that might have snuck into this spot. But really, uh, Jojo Rabbit is the great combination of like uh, this amazing experience as an audience member and also a truly great film. Yeah,
2: um, uh I was going to sorry I I was like preparing a joke to make uh would be like and actually uh for me it was the joker. Uh but <laughs> no. <laughs> no uh a uh, fucking of course it was jo- it was uh this was actually I actually had gone back and forth in the last week because obviously we've been talking about doing this yeah. like, over the past couple of weeks and uh, and I'm like ah oh, like JoJo Rabbit Hustlers JoJo Rabbit Hustlers um ready or not um and and so like if If I could, it would be kind of a a weird tie between the three of them, but um, in the way that, like, you know, as as opposed to kind of giving the, you know, like you can give an to me, you can give an kind of an award with the concept of well, you know, like he had done, like Adam Driver, like you know he's done all this work, like you give him like for yeah. one thing whatever it's it's kind yeah, of there's, there's and, not like, a
1: clear winner in that category yeah. so you slide him in yeah
2: yeah and and so i mean but like so it's jojo rabbit just because it has like it's gorgeously shot um like I, it's not one that necessarily like i didn't put, i don't think i put it in my cinematography um okay. but you know, it is it, it's really beautifully shot in in the way that it needed to be and 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 had has like a weird level of joy because of the cinematography and the and the and everything else that has it. Yeah, and, it
1: has that same kind of pastel look. That yeah. Once a time in Hollywood had a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's like it's it's the director who is directing it. So, I mean, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you're seeing a lot of the joy that is in, you know, that is in um in Ragnarok and things like that, that like, you know um that exists there and it passes on uh, everything that he does but you know it it shows it here and then you know i don't know like it's tough with like hustlers i feel like it's a I, i i recognize that it's a film that like i like because it's um the the kind of like I don't I'm like the empowerment I hate I hate that fucking line yeah, but like yeah, but the fact that like this is a film that's been told like a story like this has been told eight fucking trillion times with uh you know young white dudes in a basement yeah. you know trying to screw over you know capitalists or you know just yeah. being doing the Wall Street model and like this flips it on its head and obviously it's based on a true story and it's based on a magazine article right. and everything like that. Um, but like the fact, like the fact that they were, it to build unlike a lot of the other, you know, like Wolf of wall street or, yeah. um, you know, or, oh God, what's the one, the basement, um, is Vin Diesel in it? Weirdly about Wall Street, like the guys, but like the ways that all these like Wall Street guys like figure out how to screw over other people. You know, like, this is it's rarely told in a positive way. Yeah. That like, and obviously it's still not a positive way. It's not right that they necessarily. But like the fact that like the focus on screwing over basically just yeah. rich white assholes yeah. is like takes you know. There's a certain level of joy, and like I think it's a movie that this is the moment that it needed to come out like. I think the only other time if like if this film came out in 2010, it probably would have done gangbusters money. Yeah. Like it just would have done crazy fucking money because everyone was ready to fucking, you know, drag Wall Street people out into the street. Um, And, you know, hopefully, you know, it'll get a revival in in another year or two when the economy crashes. Um, We'll (laughs) have one good thing from it. And then obviously uh, I'll just obviously ready or not. But I also just wanted to recognize Captive State which yeah. did zero money and got no. zero attention and has like terrible, terrible reviews for some reason. And I don't, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great film. Um There's a lot that could be, could be better, no doubt um, with another $5 million. Yeah, you know, that's... like, and I think it's one of the things that like, I, I hate giving a film that tries something new um that just, The only reason it doesn't have it is because, well, they couldn't get that extra money to do another render on whatever thing. And you go, unless it's a fucking, you know, like if the Avengers film has a bad CG thing, I'm going to get I'm going to give points against it for it. But like, you know, like you said, like that one scene that I'm sure that a lot of people focus on, um, that's just like comically bad um, with a with a space with a ship that's like going away because it's about an, uh, you know, a, a planet that's been invaded by aliens that yeah. kind of run up anyway but i just i, I think that the it has it, it it's a story that's it's kind of an idea that's been told a lot whether it be v or whatever not v for Venetta, but that v trilogy or yeah, series yeah. or like it's a story that's been told a lot but i think it had a um a more realistic way that it's been that it was done like that's the biggest thing that i liked about it is that like is that it was it felt real as opposed yeah. to sci-fi like you're like no this is just this is real this isn't science fiction this is fiction but just in a world where aliens have you know basically are threatening us and and the humans there's a a number of human it's basically you know it's just like it's it's vichy france you know and that sort of thing you know so (laughs) it's it's no different than that so anyway that's that's my my shit
1: (laughs) all right yeah and uh that is that is the the shit. So that's that's all we've got on the list. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have to put together. I'll, I'll you'll have to send me your list so that I can because t- this year because we didn't have the uh, the the period of time last year. The background for for anybody who listened to it is that we did this a lot earlier, and the two of us got together and kind of quasi voted so that yeah. by the time we were doing a podcast we were more or less in agreement on the winners of every category yeah, yeah uh whereas this time around we decided to just embrace like there's not that many people voting on it you can just have two fucking winners yeah just embrace the, <laughs> uh, this this is you know again
2: especially i mean especially this year um yeah. in the context that like yeah um one of the like we didn't we usually see a shit ton of films together. And like, just because yeah. like schedules and financial shit, like we didn't see a lot together in um, that way. Like we saw more like whatever, you know, fil- uh, like smaller films and stuff like that. But like it was uh, it, ready or not ended up being like the fucking film that yeah. like I, I was expecting to like, and I, I, I don't, I, I didn't drag you to it, but I was, it was one of the few times that I'm like, we're going yeah. to see this. <laughs> like because yeah. i want to talk about this if it is as good as i hope it is yeah and it ended up being as good as i hoped it was well, and that, it that was my i wanted it. to
1: see it too because yeah like, i know but i mean scene. like
2: it yeah. usually usually like avenger we're okay when are we seeing when are we seeing avengers i don't even have to ask you know like yeah. whatever yeah. film like but this one was one that i was just like okay so i need to see this because i'm going to see it one way or the other, but then I don't want to have to go to see it, pay it to go see it again when I yeah. go, holy shit, this is amazing. And now we have to talk about it because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: anyway. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will we will be back to talk about more movies soon. We, we might try to do some kind of decade thing, although we're like, best of the decade is an absurd idea. And so we might just do like our top 10 or something and kind of go back. Um uh, but uh, in any event... We're going to do uh, this for every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and then nobody will ever listen again.
2: <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be one of our uh, not-so-rare three-hour long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more Emerald City video. And always remember to rewind your cassettes.
0: A-C-P-N.